In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
niggas fuck it on. I go hard in the motherfucking paint. I go hard. I go, I go hard. I go hard in the motherfucking paint. Certified getting it, CM, cash money business, higher than the ceiling, fly like a bird, hit the Gucci store and later get served. We smoked out with no roof on it, them people passing, so we smash on Finding out, we keep the cash on deck, Lamborghinis and them bitches on the reset. Louis Lens iced up with the black diamonds. to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan... Wow, that potentially is the most annoying intro I've ever done in my life. Uh, It's Beverly Hills Friday, baby. That means we are recapping this week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I gotta tell you, there are so many small moments in this episode that I cannot wait to dive into. But I'm just gonna start off 
by just saying we are seeing the fall of Rome, people. Something that I had, I never imagined could happen is finally happening. The Fox Force 5, I truly think, is going to disband after this season. This isn't working out. And I just can't believe Garcelle and Sutton did it. I mean, I don't even think they purposely meant to do it, but like standing by how they see things and not being bullied has really paid off 800-fold. I mean, I'm truly amazed. Like, I would not have told you at the beginning of the season, even though I don't like Fox Force 5, don't really care for Rinna and Erica. I've had moments where I've liked them, but not for years now. <laughs> not for years. Um, and I just now, I thought they would always hold power. And by the end of this episode, I was like, oh, it's done. It's done. It's toast. Like, they're at a weird place where they think they're in the right, so they cannot see anything outside of their purview. It is anything outside of their purview, and I think that's a really dangerous place to be, especially for people who, you know, it's when people start believing their own bullshit. When they start believing that they're, you know, they're like, my shit doesn't stink. It stinks mightily. And all of ours does. But at least most of us have the good sense to it. The weirdest thing happened, you guys, where I just realized I had been talking for six or seven minutes and it wasn't recording. It was only recording on the YouTube. Anyway, this is behind the scenes baseball. Anyways, I now I forget the, t- <laughs> the whole point. I wanted to tell you about the Manny Tio thing, except to watch it. The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist on Netflix, two-part series. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember what the whole point of bringing that home to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Anyways, we're going to get deep into the weeds on this episode. But I will not take Beverly Hills slander. Like, I still find so much enjoyment in the minutia, in the moments, in all of these things. Not just humor, but there. it's very fascinating now to think about it as a group of women that have been together so long with each other, but now things are starting to crack, you know, alliances. You could truly see a world where Dorit and Kyle leave the Fox Force 5, you know? Like, I think they see the writing potentially on the wall. I, uh, you know, there's, of course, always going to be rumors and Bravo and cocktails and all those, you know, gossip sites of, like, I hear that, da, 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 da. you know, I could genuinely, though, see them letting go of Rena or putting her on pause. Um, there's also a rumor that Brandy could come back, maybe. Uh, there's also a rumor Lisa Vanderpump could come back. Meh. I would personally like to see it, just to see how that mess would even work, because it would genuinely be a mess. But you could almost picture the scene with Kyle and Ken. Where Ken's like, you know, goodbye, Kyle. I'm sorry for saying goodbye, Kyle. I'm sorry. Give me a hug. You know, you could almost see those scenes playing out. And then Kyle reforming an alliance with Lisa. Dorit feeling threatened about her relationship with Kyle. PK feeling threatened with his relationship with Mauricio. I mean, you could truly see those things. Um, let's talk about a couple of things before we get to Beverly Hills again. Because there's a couple of news things I wanted to talk about. This Kanye West, you guys hear about this guy? <laughs> you guys hear about this guy? He um, he is, his Gap Balenciaga clothing has hit the Gap stores. And, you know, he's committed to uh, this kind of thing. He wants the, the Gap, you know, people to come in and have an experience. And his experience is what looks like trash bags, but it's actually... we. We've been now told by Kanye they're construction bags. 
which I don't even know the difference, but okay, cool. They're not trash bags. They're construction bags. You know, they look like the black version, like in terms of the color black, you know, like the blue color you get at Ikea, those big bags. That's what those black bags look like. And these hoodies are like 250 bucks and they're just in a big pile. No size, like all the sizes are mixed in together. And he's like, no, people have to have an experience. And I'm like, first off, if I go to a store, I'm not looking for an experience. I'm usually looking for clothes. That's one. And I know I'm an old Navy man. And if I swear old Navy, if you guys are listening, if you ever fucking put this shit in a, in a, in a trash bag and make me dig through it, I'm already embarrassed. Don't, don't further it for me, please. Um, but he was on Fox and Friends, which, of course. And he was like, you know, I'm an artist. I'm an innovator. Whenever you have to tell people you're an... In- he always looks up to people like Steve Jobs and all this bullshit. But, like, I got to tell you, Steve Jobs was never like, I'm an innovator. Steve Jobs did his work. And he was a gigantic asshole from all accounts. I read his uh, biography, which is great. Um, but... When you tell somebody you're an in, like I'm an innovator of pot, it's like me telling you guys I'm the bad boy of podcasting. Even though I am the bad boy of podcasting, when I say I'm the bad boy of podcasting, it's kind of like, Ryan, we don't need you to say it. We know just by watching and listening to you that you are a bad boy. And I'm like, okay, but sometimes I get insecure. And that's what it feels like a gigantic ball of insecurity named Kanye West. And this man's personal style doesn't even make sense to me anymore. But hey, all power to you. Also, for The Gap, I was talking about this on a Patreon episode today with my friend Sandra Fryer, who uh, has been letting me call her Sandra Freer. Like, have you ever known somebody for a couple of years and then you realize you're saying their last name wrong? And, like, you just subtly, hey, am I saying your last name right? And they're like, no, it's completely different. Like, she's like, it's actually Fryer. And I'm like, why did you let me so many times on podcasts call you Sandra Freer? And I'm like, that's such an easy... She's like, well, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to throw you off. I'm like, you're... It's... Your, la- your last name, Sandra. I was like, I can remember Fryer. It's a fun Fryer, by the way. It's a great name. It's a great sound to make with your mouth. Fryer. Like, that's amazing. Anyways, Kanye. I, you know, the Gap was always that in-between store, right? Like, you had, for me, growing up, it was like Walmart, Target. Like, the cheaper stores was where I did, or my family did their shopping. And if you got to go to the Gap, the Gap was like... But I also was aware that Gap was like, you know, medium prices, but it was still, you know, you're paying $50 for a pair of jeans. I think it's probably more now, but that's pretty expensive. Um, And now the Gap is selling $270 Balenciaga hoodies that really cinch in at the waist. No, I'm good. Like, if you take that cinch out and then I'll think about it, but it's just way too much money. Don't sell that shit at the Gap. Like, the Gap should be for people that are like, you know, lower middle class, lower, you know, like, come on. Like, what are you doing? You're even making the gap. Like we're going to price out of the gap. And it's like, Kanye, if you are an innovator, make clothes that everybody can buy, innovate that way. Innovation isn't, you know, paying $8,000 for something that you could design a little better and cost effective. And it would actually be more use to people. You're an innovator for culture. That's seems to be the innovation with a lot of these things is that you price the average Joe Schmo completely out of it. You know, these clothes, I don't know if they even succeed by their design anymore. It just succeed in a bunch of kids trying to do it for the culture. You know, like it's, it's not fun. I don't know. But by the way, this is from an old dude now <laughs> saying this, of course I'm going to hate it. But if you guys love it, that's, that's great. 
Um, Christine Quinn, you guys, you guys remember from the Selling Sunset show? Uh, it was an, it was announced yesterday. This is so sad, you guys, that she is not returning to Selling Sunset. And here's my deal with that, I, guys. I swear to God, this is where I felt like I was in Groundhog's Day, or I thought like, oh my God. Somebody must be playing me like a video game. Like, this is a simulation because I swear to God, I've heard Christine Quinn's not coming back to Selling Sunset like five times. Do you remember that weekend they shot the reunion and she was at a commercial even though she had COVID? She was shooting with Melissa Gorga. And it was like, Christine will not be coming back most likely to Selling Sunset. I feel like we've gotten this announcement so many times that guess what I felt when when, when this one came out yesterday on Team Z? Felt nothing. Like zero. There was not not even a pulse. Like, and also Christine has like a busy job already where she dresses in really expensive clothes and goes overseas and gets paparazzi photos of herself. And sometimes they're with Julia Fox. That seems to be her gig now. Like I where what what is the future for Christine Quinn? People are like, put her on Beverly Hills. I'm like, no, that wouldn't be fun. You know, Selling Sunset, it shows the cracks and I think I'll watch, like I say, every episode of Selling Sunset that they ever put out. I will, easily. That's just how good I am. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend to tell you that this is an amazing reality show because it just isn't. Christine Quinn stood out just because so many other people on that show don't even stand out at all. Like, don't even make a blip. I mean, it's all manufactured even... And that's saying something for us who watch Bravo and stuff like that. It's completely manufactured. There's just... It, it, it reminds me of just all robots. It's like, this is what would happen if robots got together and was like, we could do a reality show just as good as everybody else. And they're like, really? I dare you. And they're like, meet the Oppenheim brothers. <laughs> so Christine is off selling sunset. I have, I've, I'm like, they've already been filming the new season. Uh, she wasn't showing up. So like, we already knew this. And part of me got sad was like, did they release this again? Even though this was known information, just so Christine could get a little shine for the day. I do, you know, you do got to wonder if people get sad or like, I do wonder about, that's the part I really want to know. Like, does Christine ever get scared? Like, oh, I had this moment for a moment and how do we keep this going? And I'm in all these expensive clothes. I have a new child. I have a husband. Like, how do I keep this going? How do I get to the next level? And I wonder if any of those thoughts go, or if it's all positivity, if she's all like, nope, I'm a star. I'm going to continue to be a star because we've seen that in so many ways, even with like people like the Kardashians, where you can make those realities happen. So sad, sad news on that front, you guys. Uh, let's see. Um, Brandy, Brandy Glanville, which I just turned, I uh, talked about in the, the possibly returning to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, she just had a triumphant season, a second season of Ultimate Girls Trip, where we got to see Brandy doing what Brandy does best, uh, drinking, you know, waking up late, the whole thing. But I'm trying to let me find out which account I got this from or which account put this together. I think it's Bravo Snark's side. Um, but Brandy, this girl made a TikTok, I guess... Her son's girlfriend made a TikTok about Brandy reaching out to her after she broke up with Brandy's son. And Brandy is very proud of uh, this, or she stood up for this. She's like, I'm a mama bear in a tweet after this girl released this video. Let me find this. So 
Yeah, uh, Brandy's tweet after what I'm about to tell you says, Not sorry, mama bear to the end. That, um, not sorry, mama, I love, I love, I'm a mama bear. That's very dreet. I'm a mama bear. Not sorry, mama bear to the end. That is all I'm going to say on the subject. Happy Wednesday. And then it was a, one of those emojis with the muscle. Like, look at this muscle. I'm a, you know. And then the text got released in that TikTok video that she responded to. And this is very, to me, interesting. She goes, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the information here, folks. But I'm just anybody that makes a TikTok video. One time somebody made a TikTok video about me a couple months ago. And it truly, I was like, what? Um, so Brandy writes to this girl, stop fucking with, and then reads out the name. It's her son's name, Bella. I'm not fucking joking. Leave him alone and let him heal and stay in your own fucking room. You don't get to have your fucking cake and eat it too. You think you're crazy? You don't want to fuck with my crazy. Now, granted, this is a lady in her mid-40s, maybe older, you know, talking to an 18-year-old girl that her son dated. And the ex-girlfriend goes, Hi, I'm not sure what such and such has been telling you, but I have not been fucking with him at all by any standards or means. I told such and such I wanted to completely remove myself from his life for a while so he can heal, and he begged me not to do that. I have also asked him many times if I am allowed in his room, and every time he has said yes. He also told me he wants me around as a friend, so all I'm doing is what he is telling me is best for him. I'm not sure... Uh, anything else about the situation and uh you know that listen this is high school um uh, emotions run hot between boys and girls in high school and especially you know i I like that brandy realizes potentially from this that it's like my son's an idiot and i've got to protect him from himself um she uh she says okay he also told me he wants to... Okay, I'm not sure what such and such is telling you, but I wouldn't do anything to fuck with him. I'm not a bad person. People break up, and that is just something he has to deal with. I've had to deal with it too, and it hasn't been easy for me either. But me breaking up with so-and-so does not make me a bad nor malicious person. I'm not crazy. I'm a very sane person, actually, so please don't call me something I'm not. However, you DMing your son's 18-year-old ex-girlfriend and threatening her is... It's also wildly inappropriate. Please do not reach out to me like this again. And that's from an 18-year-old. And, you know, there's a couple of misspellings in there, but it makes a lot of sense. So then Brandy writes back, uh, I think this is the next day, writes back, I am so sorry. I was so emotional yesterday. And then I shouldn't have been smoking and drinking at the same time. And I just hated seeing her son so sad. And I don't even know what I wrote. And I'm not going to look. I don't know how to look. Anyways, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And then that, of course, leads into that. I'm a mama bear. I'm not sorry. Listen, that's amazing. The mama bear part, love it. Love, you know, our moms are, I mean, the Earth's most precious natural resource. But I think the problem here, Brandy, and I think what, what Brandy doesn't seem to get, and a lot of housewives and maybe just humans in general don't get is that you did all this stuff where you were drunk and high and you admit it protect your son all you want man but you you admittedly did that when you are drunk or stoned or both out of your gourd 
and then you admit it. That's the bad look part. And you're doing this to an 18-year-old girl. Stand up for your son. Of course, you're going to do that your entire life. But when you do it drunk and stoned, and this is the whole problem, right? Like, this is what, do we want Brandy to come back to Beverly Hills? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of fun. But you get scared for Brandy because you're like, this is a recurring issue. Just like we talk about in today's episode with Erica Jane. Like, she had three really bad incidences. And she's like, that doesn't make me an alcoholic. I'm Erica Jane. And it's like, no. But it does signal that you're going through an insanely rough time, and if you don't pull it back, you could go even further. You could wind up like a Brandy. Like, that's just it. Brandy is iconic housewife. I really enjoy her. I think she's very funny. But at the same time, I mean, I don't think anybody can argue with me that Brandy potentially has a drinking problem, problem with substances, problem with alcohol. I, I don't think that's bad to say because it's something that we see so many instances of. If you give somebody so many examples you gotta, you gotta believe it at a certain point, you know? So I just thought that was a little interesting story that, oh, also you guys, Ben Affleck and JLo, I said this earlier this week, they are getting married, the big one. They're already married, but they're doing a big wedding at Ben Affleck's house in Atlanta, in Georgia. Like, I mean, what the, how does, how does, all these fuckers have so many houses and stuff like that. It really bums me out. I'm like, he doesn't even, like, give that house to me for a while. Like, Ben, you're not going to be there for months. I'll stay in it. It's probably a awesome house, and it's just sitting there because he's in L.A. all the time with J.Lo. How about that for a new service where I just just watch over your house, you guys? It's amazing. Um, okay, and then finally, I wanted to play. I've been threatening to play this clip since last week. I wanted to give you, we were talking about never-before-seen footage that Bravo throws in on the repeat, the rerun episode. And we don't get to see a lot of these. They'll release them. You'll see certain Instagram accounts post them. But these are really important scenes. It somehow doesn't fit into their narrative. But I think they're endlessly fascinating because it usually adds so much context to something. And this is, I'm going to play you one from the Rena Rose party where she went buck wild on Sutton. Like, ah! She went buck wild. But this was a scene that they cut out that I think is so worth talking about at least because it just sets up how phony Lisa is this season. I mean, it truly has gotten to a point of where I'm worried about about her, you know, like it's not good. You used both of us. But you used Harry when you said that. Yes, I did. And you know what? Yeah. Not rightfully so. It had nothing to do with him. It was about me. And And he said that. And he's horrified by that. He is. He didn't ever want your thank you. I didn't get a text from you after we brought the sauce. I would have loved to have been able to say to Harry, she loved the sauce, she's thanking you for it. Thank you for saying that because I did and send I him a did. text this was about saying I apologize Garcelle. if you didn't feel like this. No, was but about I want to say that. me and my own pettiness and whatever was okay. going on, this had nothing to do with him. I appreciate and so that. the fact that you brought him in to this. You brought him in. It has nothing to do with Harry Hamlet. It has to no, do with me. You wanted to hurt me, and you just I brought him in. I didn't want to hurt as, you. Yes, I was... you did. There's a reason why you want to hurt me. There is, and you've got to figure out why that is. Listen, I figured it out uh, pretty much immediately. You're annoying as piss. Like, that is why I would want to hurt you. Like, but this is what I'm saying. What a great scene that was completely cut from the show where Lisa fully admits that she's full of shit. 
I mean, she, literally, she, how many times did we hear, you heard Harry, you heard, she went on Watch What Happens Live, all of this stuff. And so basically she gaslights Garcelle and they're like, you know, Harry never got a text. And Garcelle's like, I definitely sent a text. That is ridiculous. And it was very troubling for me. And it just shows you that Rinna is a liar. And I don't know if she's just, that's who she is as a person, that's who she's become, or if... She thinks she's doing this for the good of the show, which I think is an excuse. If she eventually uses it, maybe she will. It'll be very interesting, though. And I feel like if you read any of Rinna and even today's social media, she is just a tragic mess on all forms of social media, from being out of touch to being not funny to being just hyper-aggressive. All of the signs of a bad social media player are right in those things. I just think this is hard because then... We've accepted these things as quote unquote truth. And then she backtracks a year later and says she made up all of it. It's shot about Harry. It's not about it's about me now. It's an actor changing tactics of seeing something is not working. So I've got to switch it up and it would be, I don't know. It, it, I have so many different thoughts about this, but I wanted you guys to hear that because I found it, uh, I found it really, really fascinating um, and I'm like, also, I'm just mad because I'm like, God, if that's out there, what are the, what are the other things that we're not seeing? What are the other things that we're not hearing? Like things that could really move the plot along. Now, if, if this, I mean, I was trying to think of why they would leave it out, right? Why would you leave this scene out if you're production? And I guess my, my main thought I keep coming back to is you leave it out because it makes the production look foolish because the production has shown Lisa Rinna going so hard about you offended Harry and this and this and this. And then all of a sudden we see that it doesn't exist. Um, and so maybe they left it out for that. I mean, they, they, they put it out there. So it's, and by the way, you know, you got to remember they're not bound by any laws. Like they don't have to show us every drop of footage. I wish, right. I wish that they would, but you are not bound. So, I, uh, I find this, I just keep finding like, why I want do you guys have a, do you guys know, think, you know, why please, please let me know. Uh, you guys, you ready? Let's do this. Beverly Hills. I'm very excited to do this. Uh, and, and just to let you know, you made it through the week, you made it through the week. So enjoy right now. I hope you're enjoying whatever you're doing. I hope you have the best weekend ever. Remember there's going to be a so bad. It's good episode on Saturday where we're going to be talking about the children's show. I do, but uh, I'm going to make you listen to some of it. It's actually really funny and I can't wait for you to hear it. Truly. I can't wait. I, 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 I want you to support. It's called what the kids are watching. I do it with Natalie Pouchet. I brought it up every day this week. But I wanted to uh, put that out. I was supposed to put that out on Thursday, but it was not approved. Um, it, it was not approved in time. You know, um, sorry, I'm reading a text from Meditza as I do this and it throws me. I got to, how do I turn off alerts on my computer? You guys? So um, it was not approved. So Thursday did not have an episode. So we're going to do that Saturday. And then next week I got a full week of shows and I got some really, really fucking exciting guests. In fact, I think I can make the announcement. I talked with Luke Goldbrunson from, you know, you know, previously summer house earlier this week and I finally got approval. So that'll be on Tuesday with a Southern charm recap. I can't wait for you guys to hear the Luke, but he's a good guy, man. I like him a lot. So Juliana Carraza, thank you for taking the notes again. And, and Juliana, uh, she told me that uh, she's in the one of her animals. You guys is in this sucks. 
her cockatiel Rita is in the emergency hospital and, and she did the Beverly Hills recap, took the, all the notes last night on this episode, which was a very challenging episode uh, because she knew she had to, to deal with her sick bird today. So Rita, if you're listening, I'm I hope you are good. I really do. And also on that notion, I do want to um, say a happy welcome to the world to Lucia, uh, my friend uh, Laura, and her husband uh, had baby Lucia this past week. And I'm looking at a picture of her now, and she is just gorgeous. I think I'm getting, by the way, this makes my ovaries hurt when I see things like this. And I realize I don't have ovaries, but I'm like, oh my God, it really, this cute, she's so beautiful and she's all wrapped up. And just, and by the way, also a shout out again to Christina Ariel, who I shouted out Zoe, uh, her new baby with her, her husband that uh, I talked about on Monday. Another shout out to Zoe and a shout out to Christina's son. Um, I, I, you're amazing as well. So wanted to catch up with the, uh, so bad it's good baby community out there. Uh, I wanted to get to that news before other podcasters congratulated Laura. So I'm really just so Laura, you guys was so great. I always talk about the time period where I was separated and getting a divorce from my ex and I discovered, uh, Bravo communities. I had already loved Bravo for years and years, but I didn't know about Facebook groups. I didn't know about podcasts. And there was a group of us. Uh, it was Laura, our friend Shorty. Uh, it's in her name, but that's what she's called. Uh, we had, uh, Amanda, uh, Shauna, um, uh, my favorite, uh, what, uh, I'm forgetting. God, you guys, can I tell you my memory has been so shitty this week that I feel like I just I'm hoping that it's just too much information in my head because I'm genuinely forgetting things right and left. I'm like, is this is, do I need to be worried about this? I genuinely get scared sometimes. Ah, oh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay is her name. Lindsay is awesome, actually, by the way. But these group of girls I hung out with years ago, what is it, like three and a half years ago now, four years ago? And they really kind of brought me back to life and, and made me like, I mean, it was weird that I was a straight dude hanging out with a bunch of women and there was no, I mean, there was absolutely zero sexual tension. <laughs> It's actually zero. Nobody was worried about old Ryan hanging out with her. No, I mean, it was not. It was it was actually just really fun. We went to see like Watch What Happens Live in Los Angeles together. We went and saw Countess Luann together, a couple of us. I mean, really just amazing women. And then, you know, I miss I miss them dearly. And Laura in that time period moved to Seattle, moved back to Seattle. Everybody's kind of not gone their separate ways, but doing life as, you know, and I always really cherish, even though that was an extremely horrible time for a lot of reasons. They were such a bright spot. You know, that group of friends that you're new to that really take you in and kind of take care of you a little bit when you cut, you need it. And Laura, especially just always invited me to things, you know, always made sure I was okay. And Laura is one of the funniest people that you're ever going to meet. I mean, she, uh, she used to do the Ramona facts account on Instagram uh, her and her friend and, and Ramona Fax, you guys know for the old IG Ramona Fax was one of the first Bravo Instagram accounts that like was amazing, like really sets up what a lot of us do. But she would just post photos of Ramona and captions and truly amazing, super, super funny. So 
Laura, I'm so proud of you. And you and your husband are just great people. And I cannot wait to meet Lucia. Hopefully it'll be before she's 18. Uh, but please get her to start listening to my podcast as soon as possible. Okay. How are you guys? Did I ask that already? How are you? See, I'm forgetting everything. Uh, this uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, guys, Disco Inferno, uh, uh, uh. season 12, episode 15. We are deep in the season. In fact, the preview for next week, you guys, we finally get Aspen. Ooh, we've heard about Aspen for years now. What's going to happen in Aspen? Well, we finally get the answer starting next week. Now, remember... They're going to be dragging this out because it's not only Aspen. Then we're going to deal with the aftermath of Aspen, which is where the Lisa Rinna cat like, Kathy, how did you say that about your sister? Your beautiful, lovely sister, Kathy. How could you see that? And she has that, sh- Rinna has that shit eating grin when she's like, I ruined a family again. <laughs> also, um, did anybody notice I tried to lighten my Rinna voice last week? I didn't do it as ghoulish. I picked my moments. I don't know if anybody really appreciated it for I, I tried to lessen the intensity. Sometimes it just pops out because she's a literal demon. But I hope you guys appreciated that I tried. Um, <laughs> man, because voice is not going nowhere. Um, Disco Inferno, the, the title. What do we get from that? In my head, I'm like, oh, my God. We're going to have these ladies dance to disco. And... On top of it, there's going to be a big fire, and that's what Disco Inferno means. Turns out I was right, like half right. I mean, kind of. The disco was really not heavily featured. I do love, you know you're super rich when you really get into costume things, you know? Rinna's like, come on, let's do it. Yeah, dress up. Rinna beauty, baby. Yeah, dress up like your favorite disco player. Woo! Okay, so this is the summary that Bravo gives the cable company so we can read it and tell if we want to watch it or not, which I always love. Like, who's reading these summaries of like, let me see if I'm going to turn this on for the first time. This is the summary. As Dorit's charity dinner continues, homeless, not toothless, Crystal addresses troubling rumors she's been hearing. Sutton objects to a hurtful label and drops a bombshell in return. That's right. Sutton's pregnant with Ryan Bailey's baby. No. Drops a bombshell in return. The ladies boogie down. Boogie down. The ladies boogie down at Lisa's disco event where Kathy puts her foot in her mouth. Now, if you were new to this franchise and you read that, would that would that make you want to? Jump in and watch. I would more put like, I would say Dorit is affiliated with a charity called Homeless and Toothless. And then period. Homeless, not toothless. And then I would put period. And then that would be like, Homeless, not toothless. I got to see what that's all about. Like I legitimately got to see. And then also to spice it up, I would go, Kathy Hilton puts both feet in her mouth. Because then you'd be like, oh my God. You know, usually they'll say put her foot in her mouth as like a thing of somebody saying something wrong. If you write puts both her feet in her mouth and almost makes it seem like Kathy is legitimately doing that, which is also another thing that I would want to see. Um, even if I just passed about and I didn't know the first thing about Beverly Hills, I'd be like, some lady puts both feet in her mouth. I got to check that out. And also the same episode has a thing called Homeless, Not Toothless, which come on. I know we I know we don't like Kathy right now. The Lizzo thing truly is an unforgivable moment. I Go back and forth. Is Kathy the smartest woman on the face of the earth or potentially not that <laughs> way? Not that. But you cannot deny 
that there is comedic timing there, that there is this kind of weird thing. And, and that's why I like that she is used sparingly because you do laugh. It does cut some of these tense moments or some of these moments that we see again and again and again because we've seen these ladies fight since the beginning of time. So we start off with previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we have that scene where Erica's like, I'm glad you have Sheree Garcelle because I think Sutton is a liability for you. And Garcelle goes, really? And Erica goes, yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I pointed that out two episodes ago where, you know, Erica will always say these things really succinctly if she's trying to really make a point. Like, she's like, I think something's a liability. Really? Yes. Yes. She becomes demure. Oh, so quiet. Oh. And then we have that scene where Renna goes, fuck you, get out of my house. If you're going to talk like this, then you should leave. And Sutton's like, zoinks. Best eye reactions in the game, Sutton Strack. Um, and then we have the scene, well, you know, Sutton's like, well, Lisa blew up at me. And Crystal's like, do you want to resolve it? Do you want it to be over with? And Sutton's like, well, this is on her. I'll say, I'll say, it's not on me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much right now. And then Crystal in another scene is dealing with an issue that Crystal's had her whole life, her eating disorder. And Crystal's like, I want to eat a meal and be like, okay with it. Then we have the Dorit scene where they're all talking behind Crystal's back about her issue. And Dorit's like, I mean, she told me she's vomiting every day. And we're just like, what? She said that? Woo. And Erica's like, and I had asked her if she had ever sought professional help. And she said, no. And then we have Dorit. The charity is called Homeless, Not Toothless. Beep, boop, 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 as I've told you. And Kathy's like, what's it called? Homeless, Not Toothless. And Kathy goes, that's great. That is great. That is, what a nifty title. That is amazing. amazing. And now, after seeing this episode, I'm like, in that moment, did Kathy find it hysterical? Or did she really find Like, I think now there's a part that Kathy immediately realized, what an idiotic name. And that's the thing. Kathy even says in this episode, it's, you know, pretty much like, you got to change that name, which then, you know, it's like, that's what we're all saying. So are we actually agreeing with Kathy Hilton on something? Does Kathy actually know the, the difference between right and wrong? Is everything just one long punked episode? Also, I want to apologize. In the beginning, I know that there was a hum in the background. My roommate had told me about it on a future uh, past episode. I thought it was the fan overhead that I had forgot to turn off. But then I so I had to rewire everything. So I think it should be OK now. That was a nice 30 minute break I took. Uh, you guys don't see what's what goes on over here. It's really genuinely amazing that I ever am able to get out of the house in one piece. Um, so <laughs> then uh, then we go to the scene of Rinna goes, my pain. Because remember, Rinna blew up on Sutton again. You know, and poor Melissa Etheridge, they're singing her a little hard out. And I, I want to mention to you guys, I got a couple confirmations this week because I talked about Melissa Etheridge. I've always thought she was like a player, like she was like a dude, like, a you know, like she just got women right and left. And I had two confirmations that that is or was the case where Melissa Etheridge would walk in a bar and it's like, that is a panty dropper. Women are just be like, and I think that's amazing. Like that's, I would never want to be with a woman where I have to compete for her affections with Melissa Etheridge. I mean, it would ruin me just ruin. I mean, I'm, I'm so insecure when it, Melissa Etheridge gets brought up, you know? And, uh, so Melissa Etheridge just did this beautiful concert and Kyle was like, Melissa Etheridge. And Rena had a blow up. 
And then Rinna, this is the part that I was talking about earlier of like, it's hysterical because Rinna immediately knows what is her issue. She has self-diagnosed herself and she had this explosion, but she knows exactly why now. And she's fixed everything and everything's perfect. We don't, we don't need to worry about Rinna. My pain is not about shutting. I'm trying to figure out how to live without my mom. And I don't know how to do it. You guys, I'm so sorry. And on its face, once again, I want to make this very clear. Losing a parent is one of the worst possible things in the world. And yeah, you could say Lois lived a a very long, productive, amazing life. It does not take away the pain. But when you see somebody crying or imitating crying with no tears coming out of their eyes, there's questions there. Also, I had said there was a theory that once you get so much like Botox and shit, you, you don't have access to your tear ducts. And I was told from an actual Botoxician, Botoxician, is that the right way? Is that, that's not, that, that's not possible. So tears are still able to come out of your eyes if you've had Botox. So that, that avenue we've explored. But there's also something so soap opera-y, even beyond that, where it's just not even grief, it's a performance. And I've done that before. Like, have you ever watched yourself cry in the mirror? Have you ever like really like, oh, what is this? Let me see what I look like with actual tears. I mean, a lot of people now will videotape themselves and put it on a TikTok of like when they're crying. I've never done that. But that's where we're at today as a society. So we don't get any taglines this week. We're right into the, the, the thick of things. And we're right back where we left off of that last line at Dorit's Homeless Not Toothless Charity Gala. Can we really call it a gala if there's only 15 people there? Is it? I mean, I feel like, you know, maybe Homeless Not Toothless Dinner? Homeless Not... Like, Homeless Not Toothless Mixer. And Rena's like, I do not think I would be crying tonight. <laughs> but actually, I'm very... So this is, actually, I'm very grateful that it came. <laughs> She's already all smiling. I'm grateful. I did it. I was able to break through my emotional law. Everybody's gathered around Erica, uh, Rinna, and Erica's dad like, I want it, I want to dab on. Uh, don't get this wetness. Oh, is this what a tear looks like? Oh, can I eat it? <laughs> She's trying to be a good friend, whatever. Now, Dorit is to Nick the caterers like, is this okay time to bring out the birthday cake? Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Nick to Garcelle's like, I have a birthday cake for Gar- for Kyle. Dorit hollers out to the crowd, Okay, everyone, let's lighten the mood for at least 30 seconds so we can sing happy birthday to Kyle Richards. And Kyle looks very surprised, but also kind of like, I deserve this. Cheers and applause. And Dorit's like, Kyle, baby girl, we love you. Happy birthday, my darling. This is our chance. To be able to wish you a happy birthday. Let's sing together. And they all sing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Kyle. Happy birthday to you. And many more on Channel 4. Rinna's lips on 36. Rinna's lies on 59. Erica's fake singing career on Channel 35. And Dorina talking to her goes, well, we put on a beautiful dinner party. So many teeth were bought tonight, all dressed up. So far, we've had rage, tears, laughter. And at this point of the night, I'm looking for a little bit more laughter. Hey, PK, take your pants off. 
That part didn't happen. Uh, Mauricio kisses Kyle. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday. Mauricio's very loose in this next scene with all the guys. Kathy to Kyle goes, now what? Kyle's like, what What do you want next? Just Kath- Kathy's like, Kathy's like, what's next? And everybody's like, ah, Kathy's an idiot. All the guys are hanging out having boy talk, as you do. I got to tell you, I don't get offered. I don't mean, I, I don't really go to parties anymore. But when I did, I was when it was like couples and stuff like that, I always felt very privileged and cool to be invited to the guy talk because a lot of the times i would stay back with the girls because they were talking about the cool shit like kardashians and stuff like that but then when you go to the guys you know they're talking sports they're talking and it was all so boring but at the same time i also realized that they are letting me be one of them you know and i thought that i was always very like i don't want to blow this so i would just be like yeah oh crazy man crazy um, so PK's like, I'm reversing into the New York Stock Exchange. It's a public company with my new real estate business, which is crypto-based blockchain. And right when he said crypto-based <laughs> blockchain, I was like, oh my God, he's fully going to go broke again. Like he's, oh no, it's going to happen again. And Rob Minkoff, which by the way, this is a fun fact, actually, I just found this out this week. Do you know that Rob Minkoff is the director of Disney's The Lion King? fascinating um rob's like how is the crypto crypto and pk's like it's too complicated if i told you i'd have to kill you <laughs> and the doctor salah who's there the the face doctor he's like the teeth doctor he's like ah, ha, ha. and marisha goes you guys have zero interesting things going on and he seems completely high tell me Mauricio was not high he was loose and Rob goes zero interesting and PK's like you're looking you're looking Mao at a conceptual genius mate what you've got to understand is as much as you are the king of real estate you're gonna have to now bow to the emperor and Mauricio goes of what? of real estate and Mauricio goes oh okay and PK goes, just saying, mate. And Mauricio has put on his ridiculous gold Versace belt that PK got him. Somebody asked me on the Patreon asked, do you think Mauricio got PK out of the DUI? Or like, you know, like didn't get charged for that because Mauricio called in a favor. And that's why this Versace gold belt exists for Mauricio. And by the way, like, I think this belt looks ugly as hell, but would I want it for my reality show museum? You bet your sweet bippy I would. You bet. you. I definitely would. So, um, because just saying, mate, and poor Rob, who actually I think is the only one that has a true real job for the last t- couple decades. He's like, oh, and Marisa goes, I thought, uh, PK, you were the king of rock. And PK's like, I like that. I like that. PK. PK, I'm the king of rock, huh? Air guitars. Jagaloo, come here. Your daddy's the king of rock. Rinna goes, thank you all, ladies, for being here for me in this moment. Because the moment I was having was shutting across the table. That is what triggered it. And we get a flashback to 30 minutes earlier of Rinna screaming, pointing her finger. Why is it your fucking problem and knock our shells? And Kyle's like, hold on, hold on. And Rinna's like... That's the answer I want. And when I get it, I will fracking get it. Oh, just, just horrendous. I mean, just really above the pale in terms of anger, drama, overacting, all of it. And Sutton's like, well, I didn't like that at all either. And I also like that Sutton was legitimately the one being fucking yelled at. 
And Sutton's like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like being really yelled at like that. And Rhea's like, interesting. Well, I was going through what we call an emotional breakdown. So it's about me. So Rhea goes, listen, I think there's a lot of other things going on in this group that take a little bit more to get to. I think there's other issues going on deeper. And Kyle's like, so what's the deeper stuff? And this, you guys, is such a classic moment that I hope does not get buried, that I hope we can celebrate for years to come. We are at this table. All the guys are talking, and the ladies are there, and we have the charity the charity founder's daughter, Sydney, looking on, and Dr. Salah's wife looking bored and disinterested to tears. It is one of the most amazing shots I've seen in a housewife show. I want to put this on a shirt. Uh, Maditza, if you're listening, we should put this on a T-shirt of, like, celebrate the lady. Like, true, like, give them the show, bravo. Give them, I want to follow these two ladies around where they just sit in awkward conversations that, you know, they're just just listening. Like, I could, I could look at them listening for the rest of my life. Um, Garcelle says to the non-interested party guests, I uh, I think you guys can get up. And Sutton's like, oh, you guys want to leave? And Dorit's like, we're not saying like you need to go. And Dr. Salah's wife immediately grabs a purse and gets up and leaves. And then Crystal's like, I would like to address my eating disorder. I'm Crystal. And it is so... Like, it's interesting. Like, Rena continually makes herself the center of these arguments. But then there's real issues that we do have to talk about, like crystals. But we've already spent such emotional baggage dealing with Lisa Rena and her insecurities that now it's time for an actual issue. And an issue that they've all dealt with without crystal there. So Crystal's like, I want to address my eating disorder. And Rena's like, yeah, please, yeah, let's lighten the mood. <laughs> and Crystal's like, okay, so Rena and Diana came over a couple of days ago, and I saw Sutton yesterday, and we were talking about the wine party uh, that you guys were talking about my eating disorder. You guys thought I never saw anyone, like a, a professional? I've been seeing someone since I was 13. And Kyle's like, do you think you're seeing the right people to help you if that's the case? And Crystal's like, I've spent hours today interviewing different people. I talked to Rinna yesterday. And we're like, yeah, I've sent her, sent her a few people. What are you? And Crystal's like, you know, very specific people. Then we get Eric and I talking. I'm going, look, my hope for Crystal is that she finds a way to effectively deal with her eating disorder so that she can enjoy her life. Go get someone to help you, girl. Put this to be bad and be done with it. I love that it's so easy for Erica. Like, her literal life is falling apart. And she's like, I know exactly what to do here. Don't be an idiot. Do it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if Erica gave me advice, I'd be like, that's amazing. So I know not to take that advice. Perfect. So I can rule that out. And then I would go look for good advice. Crystal goes, I'm on it, ladies. I'm on the journey. And Garcelle's like, anything else we need to clear up while we're here? And so it's like, oh, yeah, well, I had a rough day on Saturday, I'll say, I'll say. And Rena's like, you did? And so it's like, yeah. And has like those big eyes. I really didn't like being called a friend with liabilities. We get a five days earlier flash, uh, flashback at Rena's wine tasting. And so it's like, well, I don't like that I've been called a liability as a friend. I don't like that at all. And you know what? If you felt like that, you can tell me that. 
don't tell her that. Sutton says, I think I've I think of myself as a good friend, I'll say. But there's something that happened to me that I haven't talked to you all about, and it's something about my friends with liabilities. I did get called by an attorney about Tom and Erica's, one of the lawsuits that you're involved with. And Erica rolls her eyes. Basically, Diana does too. Uh, Diana's, by the way, Diana's at this part. I, like Diana truly... I mean, I can't tell if she's disassociating or she's just not interesting to look at. It's just bait, like, oh, no, it's me, Diana Tiggins. Rinna goes, for what? For what? Already, Rinna's almost at a very similar anger level. And Kyle goes, what did you get called for? To be to a witness? And Rinna goes, to what? And Sutton's like, well, because the attorney thought I had information. I wonder if this is, this is probably Jay Edelson, I would imagine, not Ronald Richens. Uh, Erica is giving Sutton her side eye with this smarmy smile, like, she, she ain't got talk, look at that. It brings me back to Kathy's dinner table, like, oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Ugh. Sutton and I talking to her says, well, I received a letter from an attorney who was involved in a lawsuit with the Girardis. They flash a headline from the Daily Journal, Girardi's wife must face lawsuit in Illinois. U.S. bankruptcy judge Barry Russell of Los Angeles granted a motion by Chicago law firm for relief from stay from uh, relief from a stay blocking its claims against Erica Girardi. Sutton and I talking to her goes, well, they want information from me. I don't even know. So whatever. I'm not going to get subpoenaed. I'm not going to Chicago. I mean, Chicago is a nice town. I'll say, I'll say and Rena's like, was that like a subpoena? A deposition? And Sutton's like, wait, it wasn't a subpoena yet because I hired a litigator to answer questions. And Rena pops her head up. Just, Say what? You did what? Are you crazy? Guys, why, are, why is Rena or Eric surprised? Like, we already know that Sutton doesn't fuck with this shit. We already know that Sutton is scared of, uh, you know, being sued and all of this stuff. So she's got her legal team set. May I remind you that she is an owner of two minor league baseball teams and sits on the board of a very prestigious uh, ballet company where she's from. So I think she's got to have her ducks in a row. But I just well, the surprise shouldn't be there. Listen, if they're calling Sutton, you know that second call is going to be to a lawyer. I'm not talking Lisa Barlow. We're talking to 13 lawyers, but she's going to get a good one on the first try. So Sutton and a talking head says, well, attorneys are not cheap. And you know, you know who knows that? Attorneys are not cheap. And you know who knows that? The Girardis. And then Erica, just with this insane ferocity, just like zeroes in with a finger pointed in a very harsh town. of like, I know what they're going to ask you. I know what they're going to ask you. I mean, just shocking. Like, just that's, I'm like, wow, we've got feeling, Erica. Erica's in her body again. We get a flashback to four months earlier at the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion where Andy says, Sutton, you said that one of Tom's former partners left the firm because of shady business practices. Erica makes a disgusted face and shakes her head, and Sutton's like, well, I'll say, I'll say, that was a rumor that I'd heard. We're back in this scene where it goes, yes! And Erica goes, you said that shit. You're like, that's a rumor at the reunion. They're gonna ask you, girl. What was that? What I've learned is that Erica has a lot of lawsuits in front of her. And Erica goes, yes, my point is more you were a liability to all of us last year, I'll say, I'll say. And that is it, you guys. That's the whole point. You can think Sutton's mean. 
you can think, oh, how how not caring of Erica's feelings or whatever Erica calls them. But listen, Sutton has never not been this way. And if you call Sutton a liability, that's bullshit. Why is she not allowed to point out that the actual liability here is one that everybody's protecting? It's Erica Jane Girardi. Come on. Like, this isn't rocket science. She has every right to say this, to stand up for herself. She just does. So we get a flashback to one year earlier, sitting to the group in a meeting without Erica going, oh, I don't want my name in an article that's associated with this. I mean, remember Sutton does have that Southern, like, I want to see her on Southern Charm. By the way, she hung out with Miss Patricia from Southern Charm the other day. Did you see that? That is a scene I would love to see. Um, And Kyle in that flashback goes, you're not worried about legalities. You're worried about your reputation. And Sutton's like, well, I'm worried about both. And Garcelle goes, oh, by the way, it's okay to be worried about your reputation. It's okay to be worried about both. Something was like, that's why you are a liability. I say, and not me. And everything. It's not my fault. I told you to be quiet. No, you didn't. And now she's screaming. I told you to be quiet. I'm like, dang. Something's like, no, no, you didn't. We get a flashback to one year earlier. Erica goes, would you like to get sued? And something's like, no. Well, if you want to talk about someone and you think that person is going to come after you, think again. Remember, that's when Sutton hired bodyguards. Also, I want to point out how ridiculous it was when we returned to Dorit's Homeless Not Toothless charity gala. Um, There were three security men at the front door. Like, I love, like, it was like, that's not even, guys, that has nothing connected with Dorit's robbery. But I love that we're at that. We have a whole team of SEAL 6 in front of Dorit's house. Like we are have like we are having a homeless not toothless there this this homeless not toothless gallus gala it's bound to be hit. We've got Melissa Etheridge in there, damn it. Leave it to Melissa Etheridge. Um So Dorit goes, You feel that because they targeted you and came after you and nobody else in this group is because you were the only one that was questioning Erica. I have no idea. And Garcia goes, she wasn't the only one. We get a flashback to one year earlier. Garcia's like, did you guys share everything? Like in terms of both the house, both on finances, in regards to Tom. And Erica's like, all of that is kept very far away from me. I just spend money, honey. (laughs) Also one year earlier. uh, Guys, these flashbacks, they kill me. Um, Dorit goes, holy shit. When you're reading about the victims, the orphans and the... It's very hard to digest. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Eric's like, how do you think I feel? Well, Eric, that's the whole point. It shouldn't be about how you feel. It should be about the victims. And if you want then to get a little shine for potentially being a victim yourself, great. But just remember, you were paid very well for a while to be that victim. Uh, and again, one year earlier, we were doing the trifecta of three flashbacks in a row. Kyle goes, everybody was like, wait, do you know where that money is coming from? Was it a loan? Was it over time? Eric's like, Right, so that was the biggest question. I had that question as well. And now we're back to the toothless gala. Garcelle goes, she wasn't the only one, and I'm not being her bodyguard. Dinah goes, can I just say something? Asher is a very beautiful singer, and he makes very good music of all different types and styles. Hip-hop, merengue, he does techno, he does smooth jazz, 
He does Calypso. <laughs> Diana wakes up and goes, Can I just say something? I feel that out of all the women here, you're the most guarded one. And Garcelle rolls her eyes. Garcelle truly is the audience. Like, I love that Garcelle now is comfortable enough. And it doesn't end the scene, but it's just like, come on. Like, this is what you're going to throw at me? Garcelle goes, how did we get from liability to lawyers to me? That's where we started, no? And son's like, no. And Garcelle's like, what do you want? What do you want to know, Diana? That's like, okay, Diana, What? Uh, let's focus on you a little bit. What do you want? And Diana's like, I really, really like you. But I feel like that for your friendship, I had to work extra hard, and I got nowhere. Did any of us see Diana working extra hard? Did I miss that episode? And then go like, why am I doing it when she's shutting me down every single time? Garcelle's like, at your Christmas party, I was leaving. I came to say goodbye, and you said to me, I feel like we got on the wrong foot. Guess what? Flashback three weeks earlier, Diana's like, really, I do. I apologize. Garcelle's like, thank you for that. Diana goes, I always feel like that there's a part of Garcelle. I see it in your eyes that you like me. And Garcelle's like, yeah. Deep down, you like me. Back in this scene, Garcelle goes, so you can't say that I shut you down because I was also open in that conversation with you that we just saw in a flashback. Diana's like, again, but I haven't seen you since. And she looks Garcelle goes, and I haven't seen you since either. Garcelle in a talking head says, when did she try to get to know me? She trashes me in a group text. She comes to my birth, their birthday party and she's a total bitch. Google me if you want to get to know me. Google me. Awesome. That, I mean, but also don't, and just don't Google me. There is a, uh, a gay porn star with my same name that, uh, is supposedly amazing in the backdoor area. And so don't Google me. That's not me. Like, by the way, I sometimes like, I talk about this guy now all the time because I get Google alerts from my name and this guy is killing it out there. He is always in my Google alerts. And I'm like, this is not destroying. I mean, it might be helping the Ryan Bailey brand. Who knows? But I just don't want to like, is this the guy that knows how to take it really good in the butt? You know, like, cause you would think probably if you listen to this, but you know, Anyways, but Garcelle, if you Google her, Google her. And but there's not darkness like there is when you Google Diana a little bit. I hate to point that out. Rina to Garcelle goes, do you hear her? Do you hear her? Like all sensitive. Like, like come on, do you hear her? And Rina goes, do you hear where Diana's coming from? And Garcelle looks like she can't believe what's like. <laughs> Rina goes, just for a second. Garcelle, just for a second. And Garcelle goes, what do you hear? What do you hear her say? And Kathy has a small chuckle. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, come on. And Rene goes, I think she's, I think she's sad. And she's in pain about what happened between you two. And meanwhile, Diana's looking down. I'm ex- probably trying not to laugh herself. She's brushing crumbs on the table. She's smirking. And Diana goes, I would just like to know you better differently. Room 203, like, nude. Garcelle goes, I would like to know you better differently as well, Diana. <laughs> Diana goes, that's all I'm saying. And Garcelle goes, how do you feel about that, Rena? Which was just, what a gold, what a great delivery. Because it's just like, I see through your shit. Like, it is so, emperor has no clothes time, baby. Rena goes, well, I feel good about it, Garcelle. But why do you ever say it like that? 
And Garcelle, because the way you said it to me, like, why didn't you say, Diana, did you hear Garcelle? Because I think you're defensive. And I didn't hear her being defensive. This is said from one of the most defensive people on the show, in the history of the show. Garcelle goes, why am I defensive? Why are you defensive, Garcelle? You tell me. You seem to know everything. You tell me. And then Rinna, I shit you not, you guys go, fear is fear. What am I fearful of, Rinna? Well, that something is, that's something you have to ask yourself. This is the point where Rinna doesn't even, like, Rinna's like, oh, shit. I did not think this bullshit would go this far. I have no answer. I, just, I um, and you know what? That's going to be something you have to ask yourself. I think we all have fear. Garcelle drops her head in exasperation. It's so funny. And Eric goes, amen. <laughs> and when he goes, you know, and I think that when we come from love, we don't come from that defensive place. So I go, why are you? And Garcelle goes, you're telling me about coming from love. Yeah, I am. It's bullshit. Kyle on a talking guy goes, I don't really know if Rena's in a position to say come from love after she was just screaming her head off. Guess what? Flashback one hour earlier. Why is it your fucking problem and not Garcelle's? Why is it your fucking problem, first of all? Kyle's like, hold on, hold on. Kyle on a talking guy goes, I mean, you kind of have to practice what you preach. Not if you're Lisa Rinna. Not according to the gospel of Lisa Rinna. You do not have to follow any rules that you blab on about to all of these other ladies and to the world at large. Garcelle goes, just once in a while, I'd like to have somebody go, oh, you know what? Garcelle is right. Just once in a while. Kathy goes, Garcelle, you are right. And Garcelle goes, no, it's not about right. Kyle goes, you just want to feel supported. And Garcelle goes, yes, that's all I'm asking. Kyle says, well, I don't know what's happening, but I totally agree with Garcelle. Garcelle goes, we're good, Kyle. (laughs) Mauricio walks up. You girls are out of your minds. I've smoked myself out of my mind. (laughs) You ready to go home? And Kyle's like, I am. And Garcelle goes, take me out of here. New scene. We're done with that scene. Homeless, not toothless. Uh, I do want, uh, this is, you know, in the course of this week, I have noticed every homeless person that I have seen has a huge new uh, set of chompers. No, actually, this is truly a really, you know, any charity is amazing. I think it is a very, it's not a good name for a charity. It mo- it makes fun of it in a way. And I hope that people can see that. Okay, so now we're at Crystal and Rob's home. And at first I was like, ah, uh, I kind of shy away. I'm like, eh. Rob's like, hi, how's it going? Lion King, I directed it. And Crystal's like, hi, I'm switching your drinks out. She's opening some wine. And Rob's like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, Nice. Breaking out the good stuff. And Crystal's like, that's your favorite, right? And Rob goes, it is. Cheers. Are you drinking? Crystal laughs like it's a stupid question. Crystal goes, cheers. Happy weekend. It's delicious. Ooh, it really is good. So how was last night for you? Crystal goes, well, it started fun. And then I saw Rinna screaming. And then I was talking about where Rinna and Diana, when they were here. And then I stopped by Sutton's store the other day. And they both told me that the girls had been talking about my eating disorder. And Rob's like, well, why did they bring that up? Why, why were they talking about it? I've directed The Lion King. And Crystal's like, well, because you know when I posted a couple of months ago, and it's like I've been really struggling with my ED and my body image, so they were concerned because they saw the post, and they're like, we didn't know how bad it was. But I'm like, why would you? And Rob goes, honestly, I was sort of surprised when you posted about it too because you don't always. And Crystal goes, talk about it. I don't, yeah. And Rob goes, you don't talk about it. You know, you always sort of hold it inside. And you carry it yourself as if everything's okay. 
And Krista goes, the truth really is this group, they want me to get help, but I don't want them to push a timeline on me. And Rob goes, no. Krista goes, and I, I have to do this to make them feel better that I'm okay. And Rob goes, you don't. And Krista goes, like, I feel, I feel a lot of pressure from them, and I don't want to do it for them. And Rob goes, of course not. Crystal's teary now, and she goes, but it's like I, I have to answer to them. And Rob says, you don't. That, sh- that, shouldn't, that should not be what you focus on. The truth is, you should focus on yourself. And if there's something that you can do to make it better for yourself, then you owe it to yourself to do that. And Crystal begins to cry, and Rob pulls her close for a reassuring hug and kiss, and then he grabs that booty. No. Um, I do want to point this out as an example of what a relationship potentially should be like in times of crisis. Rob, I think, did technically everything right, right? He listened. He gave feedback. But he let her speak and tell her truth and say that, you know, this should be on your timeline. And I support you, you know, and I, I thought this was really beautiful, actually. Crystal, when I'm talking to that, says, like, I want to be recovered from this more than anyone. And Crystal tells Rob, I'm just so used to it, and I don't want people to, like, pressure me. And Rob goes, no. Crystal, in tears, in the talking head, says, once, some, once someone just assumes that it's so easy, you know, it makes you feel like you're failing. I'm not failing. I'm trying. Rob says, maybe it's time to actually go find somebody to talk to about this. Crystal whispers indistinctly, and they both laugh, and Rob goes, here, have some wine. Let's drink to it. I said that in a creepy way, but it was a sweet moment. And then we're like, we need some comic relief. So lo and behold, old Kathy Hilton comes in. She's like, hello. Crystal's like, hello, hello. Look how cute you look. Well, look how cute you are in this blue. Crystal's like, you look like a little doll. <laughs> I love these things women say to each other. I do have to remember if I hang out with guys ever again, like to like call like, oh, look at that little look at the what are those? What are those khakis? Look how well they fit your little bum, your little tush in those khakis. Um, so Kathy goes, hi, Rob. How are you? Long time no see. Would you like a glass of wine? No, I'm good. And Rob goes, are you sure? It's your fave. I know. I love that. Well, I'm happy you stopped by. Uh, I was crying. I'm sorry. And what's wrong? I was talking about my eating disorder. Well, you know, I'm always going to say when I feel strong about something, whether I'm asked or not, I really feel truthfully that, A, the girls love you. They are coming from a very good place in their heart. But we're not lawyers. We're not doctors. We're not therapists. We don't even have working brains. And it's just, to me, I don't think you should feel the pressure of having to answer all these questions. And it's okay to be strong and say, you know what? Yes, I have an issue and I'm working on it. And that's really between me, myself, and I. Oh my God, you guys. Did Kathy Hilton just make complete sense? What is, I mean, really, is she a genius? Is she an idiot? I will, I, I, I'm going to be thinking about these to the end of my days. Rob. <laughs> this is the amazing part. Chris goes, see, Rob? We've been friends for so long, which I believe Crystal said in a podcast interview, if I'm not mistaken, that, you know, that was the entrance of the show. But they they weren't that amazing. Like they were they knew each other, but they weren't like, holy shit, we are like BFF. And then in this amazing moment where everybody said such beautiful things, Kathy goes, do you have a cracker? Crystal's like, yeah, what do you want? I'm a little hungry, which is just so weird to be talking about an eating disorder. And there's like, I'd like a nibble. 
Can I have a little nibble of something? I I don't have to hang up about what I eat. Chris goes, uh, Kathy goes, I'm a little hungry. And Rob goes, of course. Oh, my God. Well, we've got this whole beautiful basket that just arrived today. And Kathy goes, just something to nibble on. Just a little thing to nibble on. Maybe a cracker. Rob begins to tear apart the goodies in the basket. Hey, some almonds, perhaps? No, no, whatever. Crystal hands a box of uh, Lady Larder crackers, which Kathy proceeds to tear into. And Rob is like, would you like some cheese with those crackers? Well, just a little bit. Are you a blue cheese person? No. Gouda? Mm-hmm. Do you have a Diet Coke or something, Rob? Uh, Rob dashes the fridge. Yes. Uh, maybe a little napkin, Rob. Would you like it in a glass? Well, sure, Rob. And Rob goes, I love this. You come over and we eat. And Kathy goes, I drive all the way here and this is all I get. And Crystal goes, a couple of nuts. And Kathy goes, a couple of nuts and some cheese and crackers. <laughs> I mean, we're all a couple of nuts, right? <laughs> it's evening now, and we're over at the Omansky home, uh, where there's a happy birthday balloon floating around. And anytime I see a balloon in a Bravo show, I'm like, Richard? Dorinda's Richard? What are you doing in Beverly Hills? You're supposed to be in New York or London. I don't actually say that, but Kyle goes, what is this from Garcelle? She's opening a gift. It's a very sparkly bottle of champagne. The bottle's very sparkly. We know Kyle loves a sparkle moment. Um, do you think I'm starting to speak too much like girls girls that are listening? Because like, I, I now say things like, this is a like sparkle moment. Wow. I was working out with the trainer today, and I almost said something of like, what was it? It was something where I was like, you idiot, what are you saying? It was something like, it wasn't this, but it was like, I can get down with that. It was, I, Anyways, I'll try to remember. Um, So Kyle's like, oh, wow, this is from Garcelle. Marisa's like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, look at that bottle. We see a giant bouquet of pink roses tightly bunched together, and they're over like 100 roses. I mean, you know, this is, we're talking Travis Scott style, where you just buy thousands of roses. And Kyle goes, honey, these roses are from Kris Jenner. You know Chris Jenner, she's got a flower person. These fucking, I tell you, I told you this before, this is a fact. Over 80% of California's flowers are bought out by the Kardashian family and their associates. That is completely a made-up fact. But for a second, you totally believed it. Do not tell me that you didn't. Uh, Mauricio's, well, do you see the ones I got you right here? And Kyle's, well, these are so beautiful, honey. Thank you. I love you. Give me a kiss. There's also a giant arrangement the size of Texas full of purple irises and pink roses on the table. And Mauricio's like, happy birthday, my love. You look beautiful. And Kyle's like, thank you. And Mauricio goes, so I'm opening a bottle of 1999 Dom from the turn of this. I don't know why I'm from the turn of the century. From the turn of the century. It's the oldest one I could find. I couldn't find anything your age. Because <laughs> you're old. I hate that 1999 was the turn of the century. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, what? Turn of the century? We're, we're, we're talking about 1999 and saying things like turn of the century? The da- da- Her daughter, Alexia, enters and, hey, cute woman. And Kyle's like, hello. They're wearing matched leopard pajamas. Alexia goes, look at us all cute. Mauricio goes, do you want some champagne? And Alexia's like, yes, wear your pajamas. And Mauricio's like, um... I don't own pajamas. Because he's a man. His name is Mauricio Mansky. But you can call him a man. He don't do no girly shit like pajamas. He's a man. He's going to smoke some weed. He's going to drink some drink. But if you give him some motherfucking PJ, he's going to walk. Because he's a man. I like a stogie. I have a cigar in my wedding photo. I'll drink with the boys. I'll 
I'll be soft with the ladies, but you will never see me in pajamas of any kind. Because those are for women. I will never wear pajamas. I own the agency. If the agency sees me in PJs, I will lose the reign and the hold I have on Los Angeles real estate. And PJs like, I'll wear pajamas, mate. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, Kyle's like, I bought them all for you guys for Christmas. And Mauricio's like, I either have to be naked or like this. And at this point, Mauricio does strip to complete nudity. And it's shocking because he has a very tiny wiener. And do you ever, like, I don't know if you guys do this, but I pray sometimes to the uh, Lord baby Jesus for Mauricio to have a small wiener. I'll be like, Lord, will you please make sure that you have given Mauricio a very tiny wiener because everybody thirsts for him so hard that I need to feel better than him in some ways. Please, please, dear Lord. And the Lord, Lord's like, Ryan, it's good to hear from you again. Please stop touching yourself. It's becoming awkward for your family up here. No. The- <laughs> do, you, do you ever do? Do you ever do something weird to yourself that you're like, oh, man, I hope I, you know, it's like, oh, I hope Lois isn't watching. <laughs> like, I hope my grandma isn't watching me do something weird to my, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you ever think about that? Of like, were you ever told that as a kid of like, don't do anything that your relatives in heaven would be ashamed of? No, me either. Cool. Um, so uh, Portia enters. I can't believe I have watched. Portia grow up like truly cannot believe it Mauricio goes oh look at Portia and Portia's like this is not for me guys stop this is not for me I just wrapped it for her she brings in a gift box Kyle reads happy birthday mom you're my favorite person in the world I hope you have fun with your new skates are you supposed to write what the gift is in the fucking card she opens the box and pulls out a classic four wheel pair of roller skates Guys, I hate to break this to you. I can't do roller skating anymore. My knees, I just, it's too much. You know, it's like, I can't risk it. Like, I, I'm i a klutz, you know. But for a time, when I was younger, I mean, I wasn't ever even good at it. I mean, I was really bad at it. That's why I can never roller skate again, because I know I would just fuck up immediately. Kyle goes, oh, my God, these are so cute. I'm so excited. They're shiny, rose-colored. She puts them on, and she goes, I have to remember how to use my toe stoppers. She skates around the room and twirls, and Portia's like, why are you so good at that? And Kyle's like, I used to compete. I'm telling you. I used to race Michael Myers from Halloween. You know, and Alexia's like, you used to compete? And Kyle's like, skating backwards. And it's, I mean, it's truly actually impressive. Uh, that, and remember, Kyle can do the splits because she has a bone disorder that she talked about last week it's not funny and um kyle and i'm talking about it says as a little girl i feel like i never i never didn't have roller skates on my feet there was this place that my sisters and i used to go with kids from different strokes and facts of life and you guys so you know different strokes and facts of life if you don't know those were 80s sitcoms and i used to watch them in reruns they would play them in kansas on was like channel 32 or something and they would play different strokes and facts of life and you, I totally remember both of those shows and the fact that it now my, you know, when I was a kid in Kansas watching these shows to one day know that these shows that I loved so much as a kid, they were having roller skating parties with Kyle. I mean, how weird is the world? <laughs> weird. 
They show a picture of Kim Richards, Todd Bridges, who was on Different Strokes, Charlotte Ray, who was the mother uh, or the den mother on Facts of Life, and Gary Coleman. Little Gary Coleman, a little little person. Um, Kyle in Talking Head goes, all the Jackson family was there? And now he's like, the Jack... Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, it's me, Michael. Watch me on my little roller skates. Whee! Shame on, shame on. Billie Jean is my lover. Hee-hoo! Kathy, Miss Kathy, do you think I'm a good roller skater? It's me, Michael. He, Kyle, Kyle's got a weird nose. Do you think she'll ever fix it like I will fix my nose one day? <laughs> Miss Kathy, Miss <laughs> Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, look how fast I can go on my roller skates. Hee! Bye, Tito. Bye, Janet. I'm whooping your butt in roller skating, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy. I'm sorry. Kyle said it was my favorite. Kyle said it was my favorite thing to do, and I was really good at it. Farah enters, wearing her leopard PJs and carrying a wrap gift. Hi, guys. Alex, Farah's fiance, is holding a giant bouquet of red roses. I'm like, we get it, Kyle. You got a garden in your flipping house. And uh, there's a lot of, I mean, just like a lot. Like, it was like, I mean, did, are we, is anybody worried about money here? Like, is any, like, we're at the place where we don't eat, like, uh, maybe 50 flowers. You go for the 100? Kyle goes, oh my God, that's unbelievable. Wow. Alex is like, happy birthday. And Kyle goes, thank you. Kyle and I'm talking to him, goes, I know that for me, I felt intimidated going into Mauricio's family, knowing that they were not pro Kyle and Mauricio. And I, I, I had heard that, uh, but we see pictures of them as a young couple with Mauricio's family. And I love that Kyle was just a little, little, you know, Juliana wrote harlot that enticed Mauricio away, away from his well-bred Jewish upbringing. Um, we see a picture of Mauricio and Kyle in 1996, just around the turn of the century. And Kyle is looking hot to trot in a red skimpy mini dress with her voluptuous boobs, which I told, I've said this, I was very sad to hear that Kyle got a boob reduction last year. Um, you know, the, uh, very sad. And her white bra showing a little and Mal with his arm tied around her waist uh, and the look of sex in his eyes. What would you guys get for a Mauricio Kyle sex tape, huh? Is that the new Pam and Tommy, a Mo Kyle sex tape? Kyle Natagna goes, especially the grandparents. I wasn't Jewish. I was divorced with a child and an actress. We see a 1995 photo with Kyle resting her hand on grandma's shoulder and Mauricio and his grandfather in the picture, and the grandma does not look happy. Kyle Natagna goes, so now when I think of my daughters meeting somebody, I don't ever want them to feel like that. But by the way, is she saying that she would normally not like this guy, Alex, but she doesn't want to make Farah feel like Moe's parents made her feel? Marisa goes, you guys, the food's ready. Your favorite, Joe Stone Crab. And there's these mounds of this. I mean, this is, we're, we're in rich people land. Mauricio, uh, Juliana goes, Mauricio, Mauricio really shelled out this birth for this birthday meal. <laughs> Mauricio goes, we're doing a little pasta, a little salad. Hey, Mauricio, did you do a little smoking up in the backyard to get a healthy appetite? He goes, all right, well, a lovely happy birthday. Bon appetit. Everybody puts on their crab splash bibs, which, by the way, I for me personally, I feel like I need a crab splash bib for everything. It is just shocking how much shit I can get on my shirt. It, I mean, just, and it's, it, I, it, I've lived with myself for so long that I just even laugh. Like, I had a sip of coffee today, immediately spilled on my shirt. And it's like, I legitimately miss my mouth. What if I do truly have a disorder? 
<laughs> you're like, what you're describing is that you actually have a cute, blah, 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 you know, I, you need to see somebody immediately. But like there, I, I can't own white t-shirts for more than one, one wearing. Like I just can't, that's why I can't afford your shit, Kanye. Cause I, I, I just go through them. Marisa goes, this is one of my favorite meals. And I was like, me too. So you guys, what are you thinking time-wise for the wedding to Farah? Farah goes, well, I was hoping for maybe sometime in the fall. And I was like, getting married in La Quinta would be gorgeous. That's where they have their house. It's where Coachella is. It truly is a beautiful area near Palm Springs. Kyle says, in a talking head, I remember going through my wedding photos and getting very annoyed at times. We see a picture of Kyle and Mauricio in 1996 in their wedding limo. If you do look close, Mauricio has a cigar in it. It's really funny. Kyle in a talking head goes, there were so many people, you know, throwing in their two cents. It was driving me crazy. And Farrah goes, well, I don't need some huge, big ordeal situation. Kyle in a talking head goes, my family's Catholic. My husband's family was Jewish. There was a whole thing about the hoopah, the chupa, and people wearing kippahs or yarmulkes. My family was like, why do we have to wear these? And I can't, I can remember thinking, I just want to plan this myself and not have so many people weighing in. And Farrah goes, you guys, I'm not going to be high maintenance at all about this. And Kyle's like, I am. (laughs) Kyle goes, you're not going to be a bridezilla? And she goes, no. And Alexi goes, who do you think will be more zilla, bridezilla or groomzilla? And Alex goes, bridezilla, women suck. Fair goes, you sure? Positive? And Alex goes, famous last words. It's always that Ricky, Desi, like I love Lucy scenario set up of like, the girl's a wacky person that gets into all sorts of trouble. The men cleans it up. The man always does that. A new day. And next up, we have a scene with two devils. Legitimately, this is on the, uh, there's actually, the scene takes place in hell. No, it's Rinna and Erica, and they're entering uh, some restaurant patio. I actually do, this is Firefly in the valley that they're at. And Erica goes, I've never been here. It's in the valley. <laughs> no, she, she goes, I've never been here. And Rinna goes, I've only been here one time. Oh, how nice. It's very nice. Erica to the host goes, I'll pull out my seat myself. Because they're getting seated. Which then let me like, Erica, are you wearing a wire? Why can't she see you? And Ray goes, it's pretty. Thank you. Well, hi, Erica. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And Ray goes, so far, so good. <laughs> oh, I just remembered. We just did the cutest thing. We shot for People Magazine. And we did something for the couple's issue. And it was really fun. It was cute. We see a beautiful black and white photo of Rinna and Harry Hamlin. They really do photograph beautifully together. I remember when Lisa was first on Beverly Hills, I went hiking in Malibu. I mean, this is like one of her first seasons, and her and Harry Hamlin were on the cover of Malibu Times. But this is like, I feel like they're PR people, like, and Rinna probably pushes for a couple photos. I'm like, I just had people work. Uh, I was working on people. This is a big get for us. We're gracing one of the issues of people. Eric goes, so what else? You feeling good? Everybody goes, I'm feeling good today. It's a day-by-day thing. It's a day-by-day thing. I really didn't expect to have that breakdown the other night. But I got to be honest, you know, I have to say, it was probably really important to get it out. Flashback. Everybody goes, I'm trying to figure out how to live without my mom. And I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm doing the best I can. This fall, coming to Lifetime, Lisa Rinna in I'm Doing the Best I Can. No, so this is once again Rinna dying. I, you know what? I think that I really needed it. I really needed to be an asshole 24-7 to Shutton. 
I just, it, I had to get it out. It was very, it's very cleansing. Renee goes, and I think what precipitates what being hurt and in pain for me is the anger, the anger. Like right now, Sutton seems to be the trigger for that for me and maybe for you too. And Erica's like, ha, oh, you think? And when it's like, well, that's what triggers me, you know? The server comes, would you like to have a cocktail, a glass of wine? And Erica's like, making sure the cameras are watching her. Can I have a Arnold Palmer? Winks. And the server's like, sure. And when he's like, oh, I'd have an Arnold Palmer too. That's lemonade and iced tea. No alcohol. <laughs> so I feel like this is uh, uh, setting the stage for Erica. Like, look... <laughs> Look at me not having a drinking problem. Look at me at this restaurant getting an iced tea and lemonade and Arnold Palmer. Tom used to drink that. Can I have a hot toddy? No, not a hot toddy. There's liquor in there. And Arnold Palmer. And But then Rena goes, should we get a charcuterie? <laughs> I'm fascinated with how she said. She goes, charcuterie? And I was like, yeah, that'd be nice. And she was like, of course. And Rena's like, I'd love to have charcuterie. Charcuterie. And Rena goes, besides my breakdown the other night, why did she have to say that about you in that moment? Why did Shutton choose to say that? Once again, we're like immediately in the deep water again. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk to uh, talk about our sponsors for this week. And we have two returning sponsors. Uh, I love both of these. And I think these actually kind of go hand in hand. We have Splendid Spoon and we have Just Thrive. And Splendid Spoon, you guys, they've sent me a, a couple orders now of just like a array of meals. And it's just awesome. And you guys, I especially love uh, things like Splendid Spoon where it's healthy and you can just throw it in the microwave. Very little thing. Like it's, you don't have to cook. You can, you know, I can be at my desk working on pods and all of that stuff and just go in the kitchen, throw it in the microwave for a couple minutes. And I have an amazing tasting meal that is healthy for me and it tastes amazing. Um, so when the weather is warm, you can't help, but get out and explore. Um, and you got to make sure you refresh and refuel after a long summer getaway. So whether you're planning for the big summer trip or recovering from one, it's important to give your body the fuel it needs to feel its best with splendid spoon. You can enjoy a clean, delicious, stress-free meal in just minutes. 
Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy by delivering ready-to-eat plant-based meals, smoothies. The smoothies are flipping ridiculous, you guys. And juices. I, I actually had a smoothie. You know like how I sometimes like Diet Coke? I mean, not even sometimes. I was out of Diet Coke. And I, I was like, well, better crack into one of these smoothies. And it was just as good as a Diet Coke. And I was like, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Um, and they also have juices and they'll deliver it right to your door. They have like these recovery shots. Um, it's just so good. Um, so yeah, it's, they, they, they want me always in these things to talk about like how this fits into my routine. And it's like, it fits amazingly into my routine because my routine is so frantic and busy that it fits right in because this is the only thing it's like it's so easy for me to make and it feels like i'm eating something that is home cooked you know it saves so much time Uh, i just i love everything about it and you get to choose the meals that you want each delivery you can choose and they have such a wide array of dishes they have over like 50 choices they're constantly rotating their their menu it's insane so it fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone you can just go on your website and make your choices and then it's shipped directly to your door this is the bad part you got to take it from the door and you got to put it in the fridge And sometimes I'm like, can I handle it? But I've been working out, so it's been easier for me to actually do basic activities like that. Um, Every single meal, and this is also awesome, 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. So you can enjoy delicious dishes like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, coconut curry, and the cauliflower tikka soup, which is so good. So good. Um, so you got to stay well-fueled this summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. So just go to SplendidSpoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at SplendidSpoon.com slash so bad. And remember, you guys, go check it out for yourselves. Like, I think you will really dig it, but use the promotion and also go check it out for the podcast. It really does help. I want our sponsors to always feel like we've got a nice audience that is willing to check out these things, but I totally, totally dig Splendid Spoon myself. So Splendid Spoon, if you're listening, please, please, please keep send, sending me the, it's so good. This, oh. Anyways. Okay. And our final one today is just thrive. Uh, I'm going to give you a 15% off promo code at the end of this. So just know that. Um, but I have been taking two of their products and, uh, one is a probiotic. And then one is this thing called just, uh, just calm. It's like a brand new product. And it has been clinically proven in multiple studies to help reduce perceived stress, I totally need that. Balance cortisol, improve sleep quality, and even encourage focus and flow. And for unbeatable stress management, I have been pairing it, the Just Calm, with the Just Thrive spore-based probiotic. Um, And this is why I do that. We've all heard the term gut instinct or the gut-brain connection, but that connection is more powerful than you think. Your gut and brain talk to each other, sending signals all day long. By the way, the gut-brain talk thing sounds like an amazing podcast. If I could get my gut and brain talking to each other, that would just free me up. If I, that would just be like one episode per week. I'm just, I take it easy and I just record my gut and brain talking to each other. Um, <laughs> the gut's like, man, are you even in there, brain? So a healthy gut isn't just crucial for immune and digestive health. 
It's also one of the best ways to beat stress long-term. By giving your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs to thrive, Just Thrive Probiotic not only supports your best gut health, it creates the perfect foundation for Just Calm to perform at maximum strength. And when your gut is happy and your stress is under control, you'll be able to keep calm and win the day every day. So like I said earlier, right now you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com. And use code SOBAD at checkout. And I'll put the link in the show notes. So make sure, and you'll be hearing that 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 spot all week. Thank you guys for listening to these. I know it is easy to fast forward, but I really do appreciate it. And the show appreciates it. Uh, the URL will uh, be up there. But the, the folks that just thrive, amazing. And I got to tell you, I've taken probiotics before. <laughs> I don't want to get graphic, but this probiotic, let me just tell you, it, it truly works. Truly, we're just going to leave it at that. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Erica's like, well, she, she said that. She said, you called me a liability when actually you are. And I said, no, your mouth is a liability. I'm Erica Jane, obviously. She said she was contacted by somebody but did not tell me. And then chose to keep that and throw it out in a public forum. Well, you see, that's what she does. That's what she does. And then there are moments when she's kind of fun. And when he goes, you know what? There are moments where I really like her. And we have a very nice connected. <laughs> you guys, it's like the blind leading the blind. It's like one of the worst improv. Okay, are we, do we like her? Yeah, I like her too. Yeah. Is she, no, she's an asshole. That's what she is. It's what she does. Truly insane. Like, I mean, this is the thing. I don't want them off the show. Like, I think that Rena's probably going to get off the show, but I don't because it's so much fun. Like, are you kidding me? This is just fakery at its finest. It's truly, it's like, this is a perfect turn of the century fake. Like, just, just robots. Amazing. And Erica's like, and she flips. Also, by the way, what Erica is saying that Sutton said is dead on. She is the liability. She is, guys, which Erica is the liability. There's nothing that she's saying that's wrong. And she flips. Well, I always say that, but at the end of the day, she pokes the bear and she is her own worst enemy. Pokes the bear? Who is the, Rena, are you the bear? Erica, are you the bear? Pokes the bear? Calm down. You guys aren't even a bear. You guys aren't even like a mutt. What are you talking about? Erica's like, but at the end of the day, she put, and she's your own worst enemy. Worst enemy, yeah. She really is. So what else is happening? I don't know. Um, well, oh, we have a Rena Beauty party. It's going to be the Disco 70s. And Erica's like, I love that. So we'll have fun. <laughs> so, yeah, she's, we'll have fun. I love when they make these housewives put in the next group event in the scene. Like, don't forget to talk about the Rena Beauty. Like, oh, yes, we have a Rena Beauty parody. It's going to be disco, 70s. 
Rinna and I talked, and I goes, last year, it was going to be a big, huge launch party for Rinna Beauty. But then I cheaped out at the last note. He goes, and it ended up in Chris's backyard. One year earlier, Rinna's like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Chris is like, congratulations. Rinna and I talked, and I goes, this year, we're going to have a big, huge launch. COVID again. It re-hit. You have to be creative in this time of COVID. I like her, uh, her you know, creativity is disco. You gotta do get you gotta do disco if you want to be creative. That's the only creative kind of thing. When he goes, I'm kind of looking forward to it. And Erica's like, I'm feeling Jerry Hall, Studio 54, honey. I'm thinking jumper vibes. Erica, jumper really with your, with your, with your bowels. I mean, is that jumper? Then it's gonna be hard to get out when you have to take a huge jumper in the bathroom at three. And Rinna goes, go with your gut. Yeah, I want to see what everybody comes up with. Rinna and I talking to goes, we have a venue and we have a theme. So it's a little bit uplifting, but it's the same fucking people. <laughs> Erica goes, we deserve a good time. We deserve. You know, who the orphans and widows deserve a good time. You, you have parties every week now. Rinna goes, we do. We need some fun in the midst of it all. After I've torn everybody, and and you at, and Erica's like, you haven't torn anybody down. Well, I've been a little hard on shutting. <laughs> In another part of town, at Mr. C's restaurant, Kyle enters and finds Sutton waiting for her at the table, and says like, "Ha!" Kyle's like, "How are how are you?" And says like, "Oh no, have I seen her? Have I seen her?" And Sutton takes Kyle's sixteen thousand dollar blue Birkin bag to hold it and view it. I love that these are true artifacts for these women. I mean, for all women. Kyle goes, "I was trying to." She hasn't really come out. Only maybe once or twice. I mean, this it truly would scare me. Like this, these kind of riches in this day and age. Just why would you ever take a sixteen thousand dollar blue Birkin bag? I mean, I know you want to look cool and all that stuff, but like, aren't you truly afraid of like just people snatching shit? Uh, Sutton's like, well, oh, she's very pretty. Ooh, I'm very, it's very pretty. And Kyle's like, well, thank you. It's the new Birkin. It's more structured, like the Kelly. I'm guessing the Kelly is a type of furs, maybe? And Sutton's like, well, I love. And Kyle's like, well, thank you for my present again. I really love that. Oh, well, those old, those old golf sweaters. And Kyle's like, I know. Two months earlier in Sutton's store, Sutton's like, well, so these are old golf sweaters. She had pockets on them. And Kyle's like, I love it. And Sutton's like... In her head, she's like, I'm going to get Kyle these old golf sweaters because she said she loves it. Sutton, regarding the sweater, it's a little groovy in a way. Server's like, good evening, ladies. And Kyle's like, what's your most buttery Chardonnay? And the server's like, well, it's the I can't believe it's not butter Chardonnay. No, uh, I have a Potts, uh, Potts and Hall Chardonnay. It's from Sonoma. And so I'm like, can I get a straight bottle of vodka? No, she goes, can I get a kettle one on the rocks? You have grapefruit juice. Yes, I do. Fresh squeezed. Oh, that's perfect. Can I get that on the side? Of course. Kyle goes, so how are you feeling today? You feeling good? I feel good today. Yeah. Kyle's like, you really threw everyone with that comment about Erica. I'm like, really? I wasn't thrown. I wasn't thrown watching it. And so I was like, well, for me, it wasn't about all that legality stuff. It was about calling me a liability as a friend. By the way, I love this. I love that she admits like, no, it's a personal thing. Like you call me a liability. Fuck you. The fact that she used that word, I found it ironic. I found it hypocritical. By the way, that's what they should call this show, this, this episode, not Disco Inferno, Hypocritical Disco. 
That would have been an amazing... Hypocritical Disco is amazing. Kyle in a talking head says, I thought that Erica and Sutton were headed into a better direction, and now Sutton drops this bomb. Sutton goes, well, she takes no accountability for that, and that really bugs me. Kyle in a talking head says, Sutton, I love you, but you are definitely stirring up shit. And who is calling the kettle black, Kyle? And Sutton is exactly right to feel this way, just period. And Kyle's like, was it a letter or an email? I don't get it. And Sutton's like, well, it was a letter. My attorney, my personal attorney, received a letter. And Kyle's like, well, do they, they want you to go to court? I don't understand. Well, they wanted to call me as a third-party witness. Oh, okay. Well, they wanted you as a third-party witness for the prosecution? And so it's like, well, there's so many different cases that they have against them right now, so I'm not going to talk about which case it was because I'm not involved. But here's what bothers me. There's a woman in this group who has put us all in a bad position, and y'all don't want to talk about it. All you do is defend her. Well, first of all, why are you acting like you're on the defensive with me? you got to let people finish their sentence. And Kyle immediately, like, Sutton's actually speaking, like, facts, all this stuff. And Kyle's like, you got to let me finish the sentence. Like, please, you're being so defensive. It really shuts down any sort of conversation. And Sutton's like, well, I'm trying to make it clear the two things are very, very different. Kyle's like, don't get so defensive when I come in to ask questions. Uh, uh, can you give me a second? Give me a minute. Kyle's like, no, nobody's got time for that. Well, I know. I got a date tonight. And Kyle's like, what is this date situation? Well, I don't know. He's kind of cute. What the fuck is up with this dating situation? Sutton, what the fuck? Another date? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Another date? I'm I'm literally right here, Sutton, talking about you right now. And you have the gall to talk about another man when you know I am madly in love with you? Kyle's like, do you think it's good to show up with like expensive jewelry on these dates? Don't you want to come off a little poor? And Sutton's like, well, this this is poor. <laughs> and Kyle laughs because they're rich assholes. And Sutton's like, well, I feel like this is subtle. And Kyle's like, I feel like you kind of want to look like I'm poor, I'm vulnerable, I need someone to take care of me vibes. Let me see your bag. Let me see what he's going to see when you walk in. And Kyle grabs Sutton's $7,500 handbag. I got to tell you, though, as a guy... I mean, you could have literally a Kanye garbage bag and I would not know how much, what, like, listen, I don't know yet the difference. I mean, I go into like Ross Dress for Less and I'm like, these are nice purses, you know? Kyle's like, well, that's really subtle. And Sons of, well, it's not, it's not Hermes, though. I think I look cute. Kyle's like, you have to be really who you are, but you don't want to look like, you know, you're looking like you, looking to take care of somebody. And Sons like, well, when's the last time you went out on a blind date? Kyle's like, well, I only went out on a blind, one blind date my whole life. And Sons like, well, I mean, I just kind of, and it was in 1990, maybe? Well, you have to know what you're getting into. Like, this is not easy. I'm difficult. And Kyle's like, you think? And Sutton's like, yes. No, I'm difficult. And Kyle goes, you are. You are a little difficult. Yeah, I know I am. And Kyle says, especially when you're arguing. And Sutton's like, I know. I like to debate. I like to mix it up. I like to be right. And Kyle laughs. And now we're the day of Rena's disco party. And we pop over to Erica's pool house. They will not shoot this house from the front I mean, I don't know if Erica's embarrassed because it is on a, a pretty full street street of houses. Like, I mean, they don't want to give away, I guess. But they are so committed to this shot of the backyard pool house. It, it's shocking. Like, at least decorated a little bit. It always just looks like, you know, it's like uh, in 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 Stranger Things, the um, the upside down. It fucking looks like the upside down in there with less filters over it. You're like, oh, shit, Vecna's in there. 
Everybody's like, so it's a disco party tonight on a rooftop. It's not we're going to pull off a 70s look, a Jerry Hall homage. I'll have one good drink and a few dances. And the hairstylist goes, just one? Yeah, just one. This is another bullshit thing of Erica going, look at me just drinking one drink. Bullshit. And like the hairstylist was just one? Yeah, just one. I can totally control. Like, so stupid. So stupid. Now Erica's trying to prove a point because she realized camera's got her that many times. I don't really care what she does on camera at this point, but I would love to see what she does off camera. Because I have part of me just kind of accepts that she's probably getting shit canned wasted every flipping other night that wasn't filmed during this time period. We're over at Kyle's and Kyle goes, we're lucky it came in a box. I didn't open this yet. Smokey, Smokey, oh my God, Smokey, her new dog. She just ate that Rinna Beauty box. There's stuff in it. Smokey, bring back the Rinna Beauty box. Smokey, the cutest dog in the world. Unfortunately, Smokey did eat the Rinna Beauty box and passed immediately. Rest in peace, Smokey. Rest in peace. And now we're at Dorit's and Dorit's like, baby! And B's like, honey, you're not serious. You're going to break your neck. This is a bad idea because she's on roller skates. And you guys, listen, you know how I love little Jagaloo, the son. Hell of a kid. Her daughter, age five, blows little Jagaloo out of the water. This kid is a star. We're talking Shirley Temple mixed with Natalie Portman mixed with, I mean, just every cute little, you know, just amazing. I mean, this exude give her a diamond right now listen kick Rena off put and this, that would be interesting we've never seen a mother daughter housewives combo i think she's only five but i think she can handle it she's just and she lights it up she just lights that screen up just a big bright shining star i cannot say enough good things about phoenix and dreet's like he's not even giving you a vote of confidence in terms of phoenix helping her mom with the skates phoenix goes Daddy, I'm here to help her. And he's like, but you're not going to be at the party to help her with those roller skates. And Dorit goes, I'm not going to wear it to the party. And Phoenix is like, yeah, Dad. And he's like, all right, Baba, sit down. Honey, you don't need to hurt yourself before the party. And Dorit begins to skate around the room with Phoenix helping her. And Phoenix is like, no. And he goes, Phoenix, Daddy's in charge. I do blockchain crypto. Punta Minta, that's where we're going to send you. Punta Minta, I'm John Jensen. And Phoenix goes, if she breaks her neck, Daddy, it's your fault because you're making her less confident. And he goes, well, you definitely told me. Now, that moment, I could not, I could not, there was nowhere near the power of that. It was such funny comic timing, you guys. Like, truly. This girl goes, Daddy, if she breaks her neck, Mommy, if Mommy breaks her neck, it's your fault because you're making her less confident with your comments. And Pika is like, yep, well, you definitely told me. And Drew goes, thank you, Phoenix. Boop, 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 boop. She sure did. She told you, PK. Thank you for giving me the confidence, Phoenix. And Dorit skates down the hall and literally does break her neck. Very sad. Uh, Phoenix goes, I got you, Mommy. And Dorit goes, okay, let's try it again. So cute, you guys. It really warmed my black, black heart. So it was so beautiful. Such a great, great moment. I loved it so, so. I mean, I really, it's like those little moments. I loved it so much. Uh, so Phoenix, what a star. Could you imagine being, I, I, I want to I represent Phoenix. Like, hey, Phoenix, what's going on? I'm your new agent, Ryan Bailey. Let's get you out there. Let's get you in euphoria. Let's, let's. <laughs> 
Phoenix starts off on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and then in two years from now, she's like the lead on Euphoria. No, that's anyways. Angel, I want. Uh, I just I want more Phoenix now. Dude, what? Okay, how about this? Ultimate Girls Trip, Phoenix and Jagaloo, and that really goes against the concept of Ultimate. Okay, how about this? Road tripping with Phoenix and Jagaloo. How about that? And the concept of the show is we just let them drive a car. And they're young and they have to figure it out themselves. And that's part of the challenge. It's kind of like an amazing race. Uh, But we let them, you know, and they're supervised, of course, but they got to figure it out. Because you know that Phoenix, if she puts her mind to it, I mean, she, I, you know what? Let's have her drive like a big truck. Like one of those, like a, uh, not like a UPS van. But I'm talking like a big 18-wheeler, like a four, like could you a little jet? We'll put like a lot of phone books so she can sit on. In fact, do phone books even phone books don't even exist anymore? So what do people sit on? Was <laughs> remember a booster when you have? Did they they called them booster chairs when you were a kid? And then I remember my parents would just be like, sit on these phone books. And now I just realized I would have no place to sit now. And and because of phones uh also uh in this little break before we get to the disco party uh, i wanted to say man it is so cool i got the nicest um instagram story from the girls over at uh celebrity memoir book club which is an amazing uh podcast a really insanely successful podcast too and these these two ladies are just kind of brilliant and they um yeah, Celebrity Memoir Book Club, they uh, mentioned me on their Instagram story about somebody they'd like to collaborate with. And I was so, man, that just came at a a really good time. You know how much I like doubt myself and all that. You know, we all do. But it's really nice when you hear that somebody actually wants to work with you. You're like, oh, that's so cool. That's so rewarding. I love that so, so much. So I know they're probably not listening, but if they are, I'm so excited because I'm going to be on uh, an episode with them and they're going to come on here. And it's one of those things too, that they emailed me a while ago and we emailed back and then I'm just not good at you guys. I'm just not good at keeping up to things with people. And it's, I, I know it's based around insecurity because it's really hard for me to approach people I like, or, you know, sometimes you'll hear a yes on one thing and you're like, perfect. That's all I needed. I don't need actually, we don't even need to speak again. I just, it's such a weird way of thinking, you guys. It's so weird. Uh, but that was really nice, and I was so excited to get that Instagram story. So I'll be working with them, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, so, okay. Now, are we ready for the main event? This is what it's all been building to, folks. That's right. Lisa Rinna's Disco Inferno. Now, this is for Rinna Beauty. Can somebody tell me if Rinna Beauty... And also, it's like... What is she like this? Uh, I'm trying to think. Is she like the Steve Jobs of shit? Like, what is, I mean, she got the Rinna Beauty, the Rinna Rosé, and wasn't there another product she was starting? It, w- it was like, okay, wh- which one are you? Are you the Rosé or the Beauty? Like, I truly, and, and I need you guys. Is Rinna Beauty good? Is this something we, it was like when I was trying to discover if Give Them Lala, if Lala Kent's beauty line, like, is there a good, has Bethany Frankel did a review of Rena Beauty? I know she has been giving makeup reviews lately, 
But I truly, like, do you guys buy this? Is this something that women and even men, like, is this something you guys wear or would consider wearing? I get confused. I mean, because I hear Rena Beauty and I'm like, oh, those two things don't belong together. No, I'm joking. She's a beautiful woman. But I do think it's weird to sell lip shit when you've got jacked up lips. You know, like, that's a lot of ca- that's a lot of canvas to cover those lips on Lisa Rinna. <laughs> Okay, so we're over at the Rena Beauty venue, and Rena walks uh, out in her one-piece, shiny, tiger-print cat suit and this big, fluffy, long-hair wig. And on today on Instagram, I compared her to E.T., uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial, when there's a great scene in this movie directed by Steven Spielberg starring Drew Barrymore, um, is that they, they dress up E.T. E. in, like, old lady clothes. And I swear to God, if you look at that, like Sarah Jessica Parker dressed similarly to that uh, in And Just Like That. Mary Cosby is dressed up like that uh, E.T. Uh, lady just with it's like five different styles on. But then there was something about the Lisa Rinna photo and somebody in my Instagram DMs pointed that out. And I was like, damn it, you're right. You're right. And then I then I got the as you do, as a scientist does, I found the two photos and put them together. And there's something just similar about the the stare you know, this the dead stare, you know, no offense to E.T. And a lot of people wrote, was like, how dare you do this to E.T.? So I'm so sorry. I love E.T. so much, even though, funny story about Becky Bailey, my mom, which, by the way, tomorrow we should be getting a lot more news about this next phase of uh, her illness. And 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 my mom, I got to tell you, we are, she's really in a good headspace and really thinks this is going to be really positive. So I'm hoping that as well. In fact, she already, this is, I thought this was a little presumptuous. She already made dinner reservations with my dad. They, you know, she has not really been out of the house at all in the last couple of weeks and made dinner reservations with my dad. And I, I didn't say that, but I was like, yo mom, what if it's uh, bad news? <laughs> Like, what, what if it's bad news? You're going to, but I, I thought that was great. I loved it. I was like, teaches me to like, yeah, man, go live, go live life. Um, anywho, Rena looks like E.T. That's the whole point of this. But these photos that they took, I, you know, it's like those fancy photo booth things that make everybody look very glossy and well put together. Yet Rena still managed to look completely insane. And Kathy Hilton, you guys, Kathy Hilton, she, I, I, she, it was like, she had the glasses, like half, to, she looked like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Like, Marty, when we're going, we don't need roads. You know, in this big, when he comes back from the future and he's like, I was in the future, Marty. That's how Kathy Hilton looked to me. And then there's another one where her glasses are kind of like down her face a little bit. Like she looks like she's high, which is like, what's going on, everybody? It's me, Kathy. I've got munchies. Hey, do you guys have any crackers? <laughs> um, okay, so Rinna comes into this event, her event. She goes, hi. Ah, <laughs> this is so cute. Look at these disco balls. It reminds me of Harry Hamlin. Okay, this is so chic, Sherry. Cheryl, the event planner, is like, we have a fun photo booth. We have gifts for the girls. Good, good. And Cheryl's like, a little dessert, a little sweet bar. They show these dessert cups with giant Rinna lips sitting on top of them. That's a nightmare food, you guys. That is not, if I saw Rinna, Rinna lips. On, by the way, I saw that movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies with Pete Davidson uh, this week. 
I really liked it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I thought that was. Anyways, Renee goes, awesome. And Cheryl's like, and of course, the bar. And Renee goes, let's get a drink. Oh my gosh, how fabulous. And she reads down the drink menu. It's like Purple Pucker, Life's a Peach, Jet Setter, all that glitters. Really, uh, you know, hit it out of the park with these names. She goes, let's do a Jet Setter with lemon, which is a vodka tonic. And Renee goes, are you guys bartenders? to the ladies behind the bar. And Cheryl's like, no, they aren't. And Renee goes, I need a real bartender here. Erica Jane's coming and she loves to drink. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl's like, yeah, he's going to come. The bartender's going to come. By the way, also, Renee needed to chill the fuck out in this scene again because, what, there's only like eight or nine ladies at this flipping Rena party? Like, it was not... Like, you don't think these two... I love that she thinks that these, you know, we need to serve absinthe or it's going to be some complicated, like, craft cocktail bar. And uh, so Cheryl's like, yeah, he's going to come. And Renee goes, I need real lemons and real limes. Well, that's great, Renee. You didn't need real lemons and fake limes. And Cheryl goes, we have drinks pre-batched here, which they're made pre-made. And Renee goes, I don't do this funky dry shit. I need real lemons and real <laughs> Real limes. I need them. Come on. If you see Lisa Rinna, you think two things. You think horrible big lips and you think real lemons and limes. That's I've made a business on having real lemons and real limes. I do want to point out again, I'm trying a different voice. Here's the actual. I need real lemons and real limes. <laughs> Sorry. Rinna the talking that goes, I'm not a real big party planner to begin with. Harry does it all at our house, but he currently has run away with me into the forest by himself. <laughs> Harry hasn't been seen since I'm in a Roche party. He's vegetables. His secret garden is dying. <laughs> Harry, it's me, Lisa. I need your help with this party. Harry, please pick up. Pick up, Harry. It's me, Lisa. I love you. <laughs> Harry, remember that BJ I talked about in Renovation, my book? I, <laughs> if you come back, I promise to never, ever do it again. <laughs> Harry, what's going on? Harry, it's me, Lisa. These bitches don't have real lives. You let us. Harry, it's me. <laughs> Harry, it's me, Lisa. Guess what this bitch shutting track shit. <laughs> Sorry. I can already. <laughs> Somebody's going to send me a review going, he's laughing at himself again. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long week. Harry, it's me, Lisa. I miss your taint. <laughs> Harry, it's me, Lisa Rinna. How's little Harry doing? <laughs> Harry, I miss your bullet daisy. Anyways, she goes, Harry does it all in our house. Here, Harry, please, I'm in the kitchen. There's rats everywhere. Right? There's rats everywhere, Harry. They're biting at my heels. What do I do? Harry, Lisa goes, all the things that we've had at our house. It's Harry. 
No shit, Rena. We know it's Harry. I don't have Harry here. <laughs> I don't have Harry. I have Cheryl. This dumb bitch, Cheryl. <laughs> what? Are we supposed to know Cheryl? I don't have Harry. I have fucking she-rate Harry Hamlin named Cheryl. Fuck Cheryl, man. Lois is gone, and now I have to fucking deal with Cheryl? Rena goes, it's still a good drink. Thank you, ladies. She realizes she's been obnoxious. It's still a good drink, ladies. Thank you. But we'll get a bartender. Yes. Promise. Promise. I need lemons, please. she That's actually the flipping line, you guys. That's not even me being, like, riffing. That's her going, promise. Cheryl, don't be a fucking liar to me, Cheryl. I swear to God, Cheryl, you don't want to crush me. You see these lips? I'll make your lips look exactly like these lips. I'll just do them with these little tiny fish of fury. Rena walked away and the ladies behind the bar like shake their heads. Like this has got to be a horrific experience for them because they're all exciting in Beverly Hills. And then it turns out Lisa Rena is an actual horrible person. Crystal and Sutton arrive in their 70s costumes, shiny jumpsuits, big sunglasses, fuzzy jackets, big hair. And Rena goes, welcome. Kitchen, move my... Oh, I love, I love these glasses. Guess what? We don't have fucking real limes or lemon. <laughs> Rena and the talking guy goes, you know, I went to Studio 54. I got to go one time. Like, like, what is it? I got to go. I begged to get in. And, uh, you know, it, it was part of an Elton John fundraiser that I had literally begged to get in. For. Like, it, you just get this feeling that Rena has begged to be at most events she's until recently. Cherie arrives, which, by the way, we're, why are we not getting any Cherie Zampino? Cherie started so strong, and she's disappeared again. She's glitzed out in shiny gold from head to toe, and Rena goes, Yes, Cherie! Bring it! Hey, baby! Rena and the talking head goes, It was a trip. I mean, there were communal bathrooms at Studio 54. I mean, I had never seen anything like that before. Ever. Like, what, you've never seen communal bath? People peeing in the same, the same washroom. It was just like this thing is just from the future. What's going on in these bathrooms? I mean, there was just <laughs> We find out that Reno was the bathroom attendant. Yeah, and, you know, one time Cheryl Ladd from Ch- Charlie's Angels, the 70s show, I uh, she tipped me a whole $2.00. And she only wanted a mint. It was it was a very magical time, Studio 54. Sheree arrives, glitzed out. Yeah, sorry. And Erica, Erica comes in there. And I'm like, and she goes, I'm arrived. Now we can have fun. <laughs> this is fab. By the way, has Erica ever walked into anything in these past couple you know, years where anybody's going, okay, now the fun's here. Even when there was no lawsuits, all the lawsuits that have thrown her way, according to Sutton, which is true. I don't think we ever once were like, fuck yeah, Erica's here. Let's get it, guys. So Erica's very shiny, but still looks like herself. And Garcelle goes, disco. Oh. Garcelle's in a white go-go boots, co- crocheted dress. She looks a little, and this is, of course, the extreme, like, who's that, you know, Kristen Wiig played that character on SNL. What was her name that was like, I don't know, did I do that? It was like the school girl that wore the crochet dress you remember i love how i talk to you guys like you're actually here i'm like come on who has it you know and they're like it was like a recurring character a recurring bit anyways garcelle looked a little like that she's i mean listen 
Garstel is just stunning regardless. I mean, there's just no... It's just actually natural beauty, and there is such a difference between natural beauty, and I just... I, I don't know. I, she just looks stunning all, all the time. So, uh... <laughs> um... They show a beautiful black and white modeling pic of Garcelle on the street in New York because she says, yeah, I can remember going to Studio 54 in New York. I was modeling. It was like the place to be. Andy Warhol, everybody was amazing. And Garcelle tells Rinna, I'm normally not a theme person. And Rinna goes, are you kidding me? No, Rinna, people just say shit just to say shit. Like, what do you? Garcelle's like, no. And Rinna goes, you need to be a theme person. Do you need to be a theme person? What is it? What's wrong? What is what's wrong with you? What, who hurt you? This is complete. You don't need to be anything you don't want to be, Garcelle. You don't need to least listen to Lisa Rinna. She doesn't even have real limes or lemons at this party. Garcelle in a talking head continues her Studio 54 memory and says, I remember I went and sat at a table and they had Coke. You guys were talking about cocaine. Devil's snow. And she goes, I thought, holy shit, what am I going to do? And they said, do you want some? And I didn't want to say no. But I went to do it, and I spilled it. And they were pissed, and they said, never mind. And I said, thank you, God. I didn't have to do it. I'm surprised Garcelle's still alive after that. Uh, she does the sign of the cross and chuckles. Rinna, we're back in the scene, goes, you guys, we have a photo booth over there, too, if you want cute photos. Cheryl didn't fuck that up like she did the limes and lemons. And Crystal's like, should we do it now, the photos? And Garcelle, let's do it now. And Crystal goes, let's get some in. Kyle and Dorit arrive in their big hair and furry coat. By the way, did you see those photos of Kyle? She looked the same in her, her face. like, And she had these big, it just, it wasn't Kyle. I think Kyle's a very beautiful woman and it wasn't, I don't know if you guys liked it. I, I was like, eh. Garcelle goes, do we have enough room for the hair in here? And, oh, my God, it looks hot. Oh, my God. And they're doing that whole girl thing. And Kathy arrives in crazy sunglasses, like I said, in a shiny silver outfit from the future. And Rinda goes, Kathy's here. Yay. There's Diana. Diana here, too. And she's in a sparkling black dress, big hair. They get everyone in the photos. We see all these photos. I mean, we should frame one for the So Bad It's Good offices. And Rinda goes, let's get a drink. Rinna, to the actual bartender, goes, Now that's a good drink. You see, Cheryl? I wasn't fucking wrong about the bartender. That's a fucking good drink because she's a professional bartender. Um, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle goes, Rinna, I want to take this opportunity to let you guys know that I am inviting you all to Aspen. And I was like, what? My nipples immediately got hard. I was like, Aspen? We're finally at Aspen. Oh my God. This is where Kathy Hilton supposedly gets in trouble. So this is the precursor to Aspen. We are finally here. And she goes, now my house there is small. And when he goes, where else can we stay if we don't stay at your house? And Kyle's like, well, so no, there's a house closed like 10 minutes from my house that you guys can all stay at. We have for you. And then my house as well. And when he goes, I want to stay at your house. I like a room where I can lock my door. And Kathy's like, are you afraid that I'm going to keep you up all night? And when he's like, no, I'm afraid of other things, not you. Like, what does that even mean? And then I was like, oh my God. Yeah. She's like, yes, I need a lock because I felt my demon fully comes out. I'm a fucking demon. And I don't want you see, I don't want I don't want you guys to see me slipping out of my skin suit. 
But also, what did what, what did that mean? And also, Rena, I wouldn't want Rena at the actual house. Put her as far away. Um, and uh, Garcelle goes, "I'll stay at the other house." And Dinah goes, "I'm going to stay at hotel." Like once again, you forget Diana's there. Like what? Who? And Rena goes, "What?" Diana and I talking to her goes, ha, I am a great hostess and not a great guest. I'm very demanding. So staying at hotel, I feel like I'm saving everybody a lot of stress. <laughs> Remember, because she's probably, she's already like, oh, Aspen, I need to send my team. Remember, she sends her, I sent my team a month ahead of time to Aspen to clean all the snow off the roads for me. I'm very particular. Like at a certain point, it's like, yo, maybe stop. <laughs> maybe stop once in a while. Like, I want to know more about this particular, like what, was there a time when you're just like, I went to a hotel and there was kind of like a dirty pillow or what, I mean, what was the inciting incident that made you so flipping weird? Like, Okay, yeah, do whatever you want, Diana. Knock yourself out. At the moment, a man and woman, a man and woman, Forrest and Victoria, amazing names. Uh, their dancers appear, and they begin some 1970s style dancing entertainment. Which, by the way, I thought this would be, and I'm not joking here. Oh, actually, no, never mind. That doesn't make sense anymore. I was saying they should have, they should have dedicated this episode to Olivia Newton-John, and I know Andy loves Olivia Newton-John. But then I was like, oh, that's John Travolta, the disco thing from Saturday Night Fever. I was combining that with Grease for some reason. So we're going to go, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Erica's like, yeah. Which, by the way, Erica sees her performance. She's like, everybody went on dance to Pat the Puss. You guys do, you guys know the Pat the Puss dance? Well, let me walk you through it. One, two, and then you put, you pat your, uh, you know, your private area. Pat the Puss. Um, Rennie goes, oh, how cute. Woo. Kathy goes, what is this? <laughs> Kathy, I mean, literally, that's what I said. Sutton and Tanya goes, I mean, nothing's going to beat Melissa Etheridge. God, but it's cute to have the solid gold dance come out. Come on, I say, I say. And Kyle says, Sutton wants to dance. Sutton wants to dance. Forrest comes over and grabs Sutton and a few ladies to participate in his dance demonstration. By the way, this is very Forrest. This is so sad. We we went from Bolo on Real Housewives of Atlanta to Forrest. Um, wouldn't but then the name Forrest. I was just kind of wouldn't it be amazing? If it was Forrest Gumbo. Like, would you like to dance with me, Sutton Strike? You're my girl, Sutton. It's me, Forrest. Forrest Gump. <laughs> and I was running and dancing. Sutton goes, it's very slippery out there. And Forrest goes, it is. It's very slippery. And Rennie goes, Yes! I love you so much! <laughs> Dorit, Kyle, Crystal, Sutton, and Garcelle get up to dance along and throw down some groovy moves, you guys. Forrest showing the ladies a disco line dance. They go, John Travolta, roll up the ticket. Back it up. These are names of dance moves that he's teaching them. Erica is sitting on the sofa. And remember, Erica's only had one drink, you guys. One drink. Very amazing. Um... And <laughs> Erica is just a true hero. Kyle comes back and Kyle goes, I'm not that good at that. And Kathy goes, you know what? Dorit, she's got some moves. 
I, I think Dorit does probably have mood. Can you imagine? No, I'm not. The passionate sex between Dorit and PK. Or like, hey, I want to touch your food, Demita. Uh-uh. Oh, PK, please, please, give it to me good, please. Oh, <laughs> behave. Uh, Rena goes, she does. And Erica goes, she's cute. She's cute. What a way to write. She's cute. Erica, Dorit is sexier than you on your best day. Like, honestly. And Sheree goes, Dorit, woo! And Kathy goes, let me tell you something. And she gets up and moves over to Garcelle and Sheree. Sheree to Garcelle, in their own conversation, they're talking about, y- 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 let me know before the date and I'll do that. And Kathy goes, hey, so Rick the other night, we're going to bed. And he goes, Anal, what about? now?" he goes, he says, now, are you going to Garcelle's show tomorrow? And Garcelle cracks up like, <laughs> and Garcelle goes, I love Rick. They show a picture of a young Rick and Kathy Hilton. By the way, do you remember last season when Kathy Hilton, this is not a joke. Kathy Hilton said the last time her and Rick had sex was in a parking garage. Which is like, could you imagine you're in Los Angeles, you're running late for an appointment, you get into a park, you pay for parking, you spring for parking, you can't find street parking. You, you go there and all of a sudden you're like in this kind of like, you know, it's like a pretty open parking garage and you just hear, oh, Rick, oh, Rick, Rick, oh, my God, give it, oh, Rick, 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 Rick. Tree goes, what's the secret, Kathy, to your relationship? And Kathy goes, so I think it's keeping the right people around and not having the wrong influence. What does that mean? Like you kept Paris and Nikki? What do you mean? Keep, keep I let Michael Jackson around a lot. Garcelle goes, definitely, that's important. And Kathy goes, you know, Rick, he's an old-fashioned Catholic guy. He comes from a family, and his parents have been married all those years, and he always had to be on his best behavior. I mean, he even said, like, especially today— you get caught doing the wrong thing, you're canceled. <laughs> and Garcelle goes, oh, totally done. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is when they should have just flashed up a picture of Lizzo and all of Kathy's other greatest hits. But what a great line that we have that on camera. Now, Kyle to Sutton goes, can I ask you a question? How are you feeling since we spoke that uh, at that dinner after Dorit's? We get a flashback to two days earlier. Sutton's like, here's what bothers me. There's a woman in this group who put us all in a bad position. Y'all don't want to talk about it. All you do is defend her. Kathy goes, hi, darling. And Sutton's like, well, we're just talking about Dorit's, Kathy. And Kyle goes, we were just talking about Dorit's house the other night. And a server is handing out these little shitty desserts with uh, the Lisa lips on them. And Kyle goes, oh, I'll have that. That looks delicious. And the server's like, have you seen the lips? No. And Kathy to Kyle goes, wait, wait, Kyle, are we going out tonight or not? And Kyle's like, Kathy, let Dorit finish her story. And Ka- no, let Sutton finish her story. And Kathy goes, well, I'm just wondering because if you're filling your trap, I love it. If you're filling your trap with a bunch of sugar, we're not going out <laughs> This crack, Kyle goes, let her talk. It's important, Kathy. And Kathy goes, okay, yeah, let me get a drink. Fine. <laughs> See, that's what, those little spices, that's what makes it actually enjoyable for me to watch still. Kyle goes, what just happened to her? Is she okay? Okay, Sutton, I'm listening. Sutton goes, well, I was just wanting to make a point because Erica called me a friend that was a liability. And Kyle says, I don't really know what that means. What did she mean by saying that? And Sutton goes, I don't know. Kyle, the shit stirrer, says, well, why don't you ask her? And Sutton goes, listen. And Kyle goes, Erica? And Erica's like, yeah. And we get a cut over to Erica. She looks like fucking Jabba the Hutt from Return of the Jedi. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have one drink. I'm Erica Jane. I'm Erica. I watch what I drink, Jane. 
Kyle goes, what did it mean when you said that Sutton is a liability? <laughs> so what did you mean when you said that Sutton's a fuckface? What did you mean when you said that Sutton's a liability? Erica goes, hindrance, a hindrance to the rest of the group. For huh? And she's pointing to Garcelle. Megan friendships. I love that, you know, you know, the word of Erica's day, those little little calendars people have. She's like, what's my one of the day? Hindrance. Hindrance. Huh. It's something that stops you from something doing something. Do I know any hindrance? Oh, Sutton Sutton to Garcelle goes, am I a hindrance to you, Garcelle? And Garcelle goes, no, no, not at all. And Kyle goes, so what you're saying is that their relationship is keeping us from getting closer to Garcelle, which but this is just so bull. It was this bullshit from the start because no, Kyle doesn't like Garcelle. Like Garcelle has called these ladies out on some real shit. So I don't think it's Sutton at all. Erica to Garcelle goes, yeah, by the way, every time I do this, it is making my nose so stuffed up because I pinched the nose, you guys, for the Erica Jane thing, because it honestly does help me do it. But then you can hear it. I get so stuffed up. <laughs> this is my... ASMR. Guys, you hear that? That's 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 build up in my nose. So Erica goes, um, Yeah, instead of you seeing for me, you're gonna see me through those eyes. And she points to Sutton. Like Garcelle's not smart enough to see the beauty and the wisdom that is Erica Jane through her own eyes. Uh, it is very much like the Lionel Richie video that I talk about all the time, Hello, where Lionel dates a blind, very young woman, an art student, and she crafts a, a clay bust of Lionel Richie's face. <sighs> I shouldn't talk about that tonight, and it'll get me upset. Um, so Garcelle goes, yo, you can't treat me well. She didn't say yo. You can't treat me well and my treat my friend bad. And for me to be okay with you. Dude, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's a real friend. Like, that's awesome. That's exactly... Like, Garcelle is going, yo, you can't talk shit about my friend and expect me to be cool with you. I love that. That 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 is a person of character. And I'm not saying Garcelle doesn't have her faults, but that is a person of character. And she handled it so easy, breezy, cover girl. Like me, I'd be like, uh, you can't talk shit about my friend. And you'd notice I was all nervous. Garcelle's calm her resting heart rate is probably like 33 you know it's a resting heart rate joke you guys i do resting heart rate jokes now that i work out with a trainer um so garcelle in a talking head goes yeah not all of it has to do with sutton but if i saw erica treat anybody the way she treated sutton that would make me pause now dorit to sutton goes just last week at my toothless not homeless dinner you said to the group Erica you have a lot of lawsuits and that was below the belt that was not below the belt like where what planet are these ladies living on that is not below the belt at all last season she had a lawsuit a lot of lawsuits we talked about it this season she has a lot of lawsuits we haven't talked about it for the first fucking 14 or 15 episodes 
It can be mentioned. It can be mentioned. But this is what shows you. This is why we need to break up the Flunky Force 5 because this is ridiculous. Who the fuck? We're doing a show, Dorit. I'm so sorry. I love your daughter and your, your son. But you got to chill because this is part of a reality show. This shit should not be hid and like hid behind. We should. Let's bring everything out in the light and see where everything falls. And I'm telling you, if shit like this keeps happening, people are signing their exit notices, you know? And Rina goes, that was fucking mean. That, like, Erica, like Rina immediately ready to jump in like a flipping hyena. That was fucking mean. Yeah. And Sutton's like, no, it wasn't. And Rina goes, yes, it was. Don't play dumb. And Sutton's like, well, that's aggressive. And Rina goes, I don't care if I'm aggressive. Like, Rina, look at it. Rina, you're li- right back in this place. Rina, I learned nothing Lisa, it's actually Lisa. I have le- I never learned anything. Rena, this is hip. This is called hypocritical. This is hypocritism. But it's anyways. Uh, Rena goes. I don't care if I'm aggressive. I'm not having your back right now, and I'm not having her back. Meaning Garcelle. And son's like, well, you never had my back. Yeah, I mean, like this is such a joke. Like also, Rena. Once again, doesn't involve you. Do you notice that? We're talking about Sutton. Uh, we were talking about Garcelle and Erica. And then Sutton got brought into it. And then Rinna all of a sudden goes, is this a storyline? Can I take it? Can I have some of it? Can I have some of this storyline, please? And Sutton's like, you never had my back. And Rinna's like, have your own fucking back, Sutton Shrek. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. <laughs> have your own fucking back set and strack. It was, I mean, this is just nasty. It's just nasty on top of nasty. The lady never learns anything season to season. It's just, it's actually disappointing. Kyle, the ringmaster goes, okay, okay. So after we had dinner at Dorit's house and we had the whole conversation with Sutton, Kathy goes at the toothless and homeless foundation. <laughs> I mean, that is comic timing. This is where I think maybe Kathy does know way more than any of us think she does. Because that is just, you can't teach timing like that. Like, honestly, I used to try to teach students that kind of time. And Kai goes, no, no, toothless. It's not toothless and homeless, Kathy. And Shree busts out laughing. And Chris goes, don't laugh. Don't laugh. And Dorit goes, this is a really important charity, Kathy. Sharon Stone got me involved. And Kathy goes, what? And Dorit goes, homeless, not toothless. And Kathy goes, homeless, not toothless? And Dorit goes, yes. Now Garcelle is starting to laugh. And Dorit goes, Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, you're you're talking to me now? And Dorit goes, it's really important, this charity. Yes, you're laughing. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Garcelle goes, I'm laughing because she's funny. It's not about your charity. Come on. It's not about your charity. I mean, it's it's a little bit about... It's not about the charity itself. It's about the name, okay? And Kyle goes, you know, talking about the name is not amazing, but they do good work. And Dorit goes, I, they do amazing work. And Kyle goes, forget about the toothless, not homeless charity. And... That is actually what she said. She actually, because Juliana last week was messing with the lines to mess me up, but they actually said, Kyle goes, forget about the toothless, not homeless, when it's homeless, not toothless. Crystal goes, it's homeless, not toothless. And Kyle goes, homeless. And Crystal goes, you just said toothless. Kyle in a talking head, the producer goes, hey, Kyle, what's the name of the charity? Charity. And Kyle pauses 
Uh, and Sutton and they're talking head goes after the same question she pauses the thing well I don't know and Kyle and a talking head laughs and goes hold on let me think about it for a second I have to say it in my head toothless not homeless and Sutton and a talking head goes it's toothless not homeless homeless not toothless Tooth, toothless not homeless. Kyle and a talking head goes they're fixing their teeth right so it's homeless no it's toothless no Homeless, no, homeless, not toothless. And Sutton and the Talking Head goes, well, they should maybe rename that organization. And Kyle and the Talking Head is like, oh, fuck, very funny. Erica goes, it's homeless, not toothless. Er- ooh, Erica, er- ooh, Erica, you did it. You got something right this season. And Kathy goes, honey, I'm sorry. I have worked with the homeless and I have worked with the toothless. <laughs> Caddy, I too have worked with the toothless. It, it, it's a, it's fun. Uh, and she said that was real. I have worked with the homeless and I have worked with the toothless. Is there something you'd like to tell us about Rick right now, Kathy? Uh, Erica to Dorit and Diana. And this is a really fascinating moment right here because the other ladies can't hear her. We picked this up on Mike though. She goes, I worked with the homeless. I worked with the toothless. That is what just came out of her mouth. That's not funny. Erica now is the one that determines what is funny. She is at that level, guys. She is so caring and concerned about the homeless. She, it's just not funny. And it isn't funny. And the orphans and widows, though, fuck them. But the homeless and the not toothless, the homeless and the, you know, that's, that's too far. It's a bridge too far for Erica. Come on, guys. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Hypocritical. Kathy's whispering to Garcelle, homeless, toothless, toothless, homeless. I mean, it should be given another name. I mean, that is, I mean, at the end of the day, I love that all these ladies are talking about it because we were talking about it last week. It's just, it's a horrible name for a charity, but you'll never forget it. So hopefully they've raised a lot of money this past week. Kyle, being the boss in charge, goes, at the charity night at Dorit's house, you, and she's pointing to Rena and Sutton, I thought, had a moment. And Crystal goes, yeah. And Kyle goes, but then you had very strong feelings about Sutton and your opinion of her. And Renee goes, I do. And Sutton goes, yeah, great, Lisa. Sutton's over. I love Sutton getting her balls this season. I love Sutton and I talking to her goes, Lisa, you're the one that keeps telling me I forgive you. We're friends. Clearly that's not true. Lisa's doing it like a, it's a seventies dance. She's doing the backpedal. And then she, my, the love of my life, she does this cute, I'm backpedaling. I'm back. I'm a sudden strike doing the backpedal. Sutton, I would love to disco dance with you. Just some like, we'll play, we'll put some Bee Gees on. We'll fly, we'll, maybe a little Donna Summer. We will have the time of our lives. And your your assistant, Joshua, can be there as well, just watching us weirdly. And I we would just have the best time. Uh, do you know the hustle, uh, Sutton? I, and also, what is that? What do they do? The, the funky, um, not the funky chicken. What is that? Uh, you know, like the, oh, the electric slide. I don't think that's disco, Sutton. But dude, we would tear up an electric side. Could you imagine if Sutton knows how to do the running man or the cabbage patch? Oh my God. Just so Sutton hit, reach, reach out to me, Sutton. Come on. Uh, Rena goes, listen, I get it. When it's supposed to work between Sutton and myself, it will. I know that we are trying to make that happen. Rena, once again, by the way, this chair is squeaking. It's not me tooting, I swear. Rena goes, 
This is just ridiculous. Rena, you said last week that you wanted to put it all aside. Like, oh, I I know where this is from. This is just me dealing with grief. I just don't know how to deal with it. This is that. And then it's like, now she's like, listen, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Kyle gives a disturbed, confused look on her face. And Rena goes, if I came across and say, I love someone one minute, and then I'm, you know, angry the next minute. I'm going to cut myself some slack on that right now. And I think I have every right to do that because I'm trying to work out grief. I'm literally trying to work out how you have any redeeming qualities at all. Like this is radonkulous, you guys. Come on. Like she changes, she really does talk out of both sides of her mouth, like Sutton says. And I love this. Now she's fully like, you know what? If I need to be a raging asshole, it's okay right now. Cause I'm dealing. That's right. Say it with me. Grief. So basically just another scene where Lisa will not take any kind of responsibility. And she admits to the Sutton stuff sometimes, but then doesn't other times it's truly wild to watch and it's like pick a lane though pick a lane also that moment before when they were when erica was making fun of kathy it really is weird like i feel like they're also setting their sights on kathy of like oh well look at this like they really think that they are the purveyors of what flies on this show of like oh kathy's gauche like, listen, yo, you can say a lot of shit about Kathy, but Erica, Kathy can pay her bills at this point. Kathy is not in trouble with the law. I mean, so many things like that. So it's just like, you're honestly, I feel like Rinna and Kat, you're barking up the wrong tree. And I have a feeling, I didn't have a feeling until this episode, honestly, that you are going to end up losing both of you guys. So I, I really have a feeling you might have regretted certain things you've done. And Diana is just neither here nor there. I feel, I was just reading diana's instagram and she i think she truly feels like she's a big part of this show it's wild it's like peter from vanderpump rules i I, i've said this before but somebody told me he did a podcast where he doesn't watch the show and he thinks he's kind of one of the leads of the show and like oh peter please say that's not like I, i peter seems like a genuinely nice guy and a good he actually genuinely is the manager over at sir and has been for so long but you're like oh dude you're not you know Come on, man. There's no, there's, you know, you're, you know, I always, I mean, imagine being Peter and like not ever everybody, any, any whom. So, uh, Sutton, you know, Rena's working out grief. Sutton goes, well, listen, I can be a bit of a loose cannon. I'm a cult. And Sutton goes, I'm a cult. And I was literally, you guys, I didn't even question it. Sutton's like, I'm a loose cannon. I'm a loose cannon. I'll say, I'll say, I'm a cult. And I heard cult, and I immediately was like, oh my god, I would join up for your cult immediately. Like, it didn't even didn't even think about cults being bad. I was like, fuck, I'll be in the Sutton cult. Yeah, I want to be a, a strackhead. Like, I'll be, uh, I don't like the term sluttin that some people use, because I'm not a slut. I'm not a slut for sluttin. I, I care for Sutton, and I will never say that about, you know, even that verbiage. But I will join a Sutton Strack cult. I, I want to think of a good name for it. But yeah, and then I was disappointed because Kyle goes, a cult? And Sutton goes, well, that's a baby horse. And Kyle goes, a cult? <laughs> and I was like, no, I want a cult. And Crystal says, Sutton, you're 
you're tangenting. You're going all over the place. And so he goes, hang on. No, I'm not. I've got this. I'll say, I'll say. And Chris goes, okay. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to take away from the fact that I was making a point. This is the truth, though. I should have said what I said. And Kyle's shaking her head in confusion and saying, hang on. You know, I never should have. And Eric's like, and I have a drinking problem. <laughs> and Diana goes, hee, 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 well, we can get to that one later. Also, there is this rumor going around that Sutton supposedly has a drinking problem and they're going to deal with that in this, but it got cut. I think this is a completely bullshit rumor, but if so, hey, listen, I'd be willing to watch that. I'll watch anything, you know, but I love Erica since she's gone now two functions without fucking getting blitzed. It's like, oh, you know, look at me. I haven't shit myself tonight again. <laughs> Um, so Garcelle goes, oh, oh, like, oh, Erica's being an asshole again. And Erica looking at Garcelle goes, ma'am. And Kyle shakes her head like, just what happened? Like, what happened? And Erica's giving some, some flack to Garcelle. And Diana to Garcelle goes, you have a drinking problem? And Garcelle goes, no, I don't have a drinking problem. And Erica goes, neither do I, but you try to push it. And this is like, Erica really thinks she's doing something here. Like she really like, oh, oh, Mikey. When Mikey's like, tell me, tell me about the scene. Tell me about the scene, Erica. Oh, Mikey, I killed it. I annihilated it. I'm going to be up for an Emmy for this performance. It was so good. I said, neither do I, but you try to push it. She winks and clicks her mouth. She goes, you try to push it. Like what? Kind of weird tick is that? And Garcelle goes, have I said it about you? Yeah, I thought you did because there were so many instances where you were out of control. And Erica holds up her fingers like, just three, three. Huh. She holds up five fingers. No, she Garcelle goes, okay. By the way, three is, you know, if you're dealing with like incidences where people are worried about you, three is a nice amount. Like it's not one. One, I can see. Two, Okay, you know, but three, we got we got a problem. Garcelle goes, okay. And Erica goes, excuse me, you know exactly what I've been through. And when I told you straight up about what happened, her old Lexapro, and you're trying to push that false narrative that I had a problem. And Garcelle says, I did not try to push that. Yeah, you did. Because you kept talking about it. And Garcelle goes, no, 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 no. What I did, Erica, is that I said you need to figure out, yes, Garcelle, you need to figure out your medicine and your drink ratio. I did. I did. I did. I did. And Garcelle doesn't talk. And it goes, well, and Garcelle doesn't talk. And it goes, that's a narrative. But just because you don't like it doesn't make it false. Boom. Boom. Just because we don't like something doesn't mean it's true, you guys. Erica goes, are you trying to get over or are you trying to be helpful? Ooh, the, the slang. You trying to get over? You trying to flip hip, hip and hop, you don't stop? Or are you trying to be helpful? And Garcelle goes, that's how I felt when I had drinks with you. I said I was worried about you to your face. Are you through? Yeah. My point is, it's just that if I had a problem, you would kind of be the last person to know. Because these women are the closest to me. And Garcelle goes, oh... I know. God, you guys say that almost every day. I was like, I was standing. I was like, fuck yes. F 
Fox Force 5, like, oh, and by the way, Eric is like so close. These ladies barely acknowledge her most of the time in like other Instagram posts and stuff outside of the show. And Eric goes, what I meant to say is that they would notice my behavior probably and pull me aside and say, hey, what's going on with you, Erica J? What's wrong with you? All of that aside, it felt as if you went to different people in the group and talked, does Erica have a problem? Garcelle goes, it makes me feel like, um, oh my God, let's get this together. Let's get together so we can talk about Erica. That's what you're making it sound like. We get a flashback to two weeks earlier. Garcelle goes, so I saw Erica last night and she totally said, I'm not allowed to drink when I'm on these meds. And Dre goes, do you feel concerned? And Garcelle goes, I did. We get a flashback to two months earlier, Kyle going, she's gone through so much. She's sort of like being a lot more free with us, though, letting her hair down and showing a more vulnerable side to her, which always happens when you see a friend piss their pants. Uh, Garcelle goes, do you think that could lead to alcoholism, though? And Garcelle then says, I got together with these ladies and I said, does Erica seem like something's happening with her? And Erica goes, okay, but is that to make... Erica look bad? Or is that out of genuine concern? First off, before we get to this next line, which was a fully mic drop line, I hate when people refer to themselves in the third person. Is that to make Erica look bad? Or is that out of genuine concern? And Garcelle looks at her and goes, Erica, I don't have to make you look bad. You can do that on your own. Jumped out of my skin. And everybody, even more people than even just Kyle had their mouth open. Oh no, we're melting, we're melting. Eric's like, and you can make yourself look like a liar right now. Garcelle goes, so now you're calling me a liar? And Erica, through squinty eyes, maybe realizing she's losing this completely, goes... It makes it feel like you had some other ulterior motive. You just wanted me to have a problem. And Garcelle goes, You're, you having a problem doesn't change my life in any way, good or bad. Or anybody else's. And it's my life to destroy or rebuild. And Garcelle goes, then destroy it. Garcelle and I talking head size and goes, blow up your life. It's your prerogative. And I love that. And Erica's like, that's what, do I let this take me under or do I rebuild? Do I rise like a slutty phoenix from the ashes? Kyle suddenly perks up and Garcelle goes, okay, now see your, no, sorry. Erica says, it's not like coming from a helpful place. Like, hey, Erica's in a really bad place. And Garcelle goes, well, that's probably the perception you got from the other women you were talking to. And Dre goes, I said to her that you had said, are you not concerned? And I said to you, Garcelle, I've known her for so long and she's never, ever been like this. And you said, don't be Kyle. Don't be Kyle. Don't be Kyle. Dorit's saying it forceful in like a harsh manner and wagging her finger. And this is when Kyle suddenly perks up. And they flash back to Garcelle saying it very calmly of like, don't be Kyle, don't be Kyle. So very different than Dorit doing it. Dorit perks up because she was like, no, I guarantee you said it more than once, Garcelle. And Kyle's like, what's wrong with being Kyle? <laughs> Kathy goes, ladies, we're supposed to lift each other up. And Garcelle goes, not this group. And it's a good conversation. And Dorit goes, Kathy, Kathy. 
We also need to have real conversations. Beep, boop, boop, boop. We, Dorit, we're trying to. Lawsuits are real conversations. And Kyle goes, I'm going to tell you right now that Erica and Sutton, there's a love-hate. And you guys, you got, probably need to start over. And Sutton goes, Erica, I'm going, I'm going to call you tomorrow. And Erica shakes her head and clicks her mouth. And maybe she's getting a like a little, like a stutter. And Sutton's like, well, I am. Just between me and you, I'm going to call you. Just so you understand what's going on. And Eric goes, please don't. Please don't. Thank you. Fuck off. Are you? Fuck, fuck, fuck off. Like, please don't. Erica, yeah, of course. Why make anything better? Why try to understand? Because we don't understand it the Erica Jane way. Kyle, the camp counselor, goes, well, do we have a little more clarity tonight about everyone's relationships here? And Kathy goes, yeah, I think uh, it's all good. She's got a goofy grin. And Kathy whispers again to Garcelle, Boy, did I get slapped about that toothless and the homeless association. Because <laughs> what what difference? I mean, toothless and homeless, homeless and toothless. I'm going to be calling you tonight. Homeless and toothless, toothless and homeless, homeless. I mean, it's the same thing. And Garcelle's laughing, going, I'm not taking your call. Next time on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're an Aspen baby. Uh, we have a scene go, Diana goes, I am more mortified. This is back to front. And I guess she's at Garcelle's and she wears a dress the wrong way. How do you do, when you have 30 billion assistants, how does that happen? Garcelle goes, what? And Diana goes, that's how hungover I am. Rinna goes, ooh, my dad drew that of my mom pregnant with me. I love that. She's going through mementos, and we see this picture, you guys. Like, I always say, like, I mean, if this is what we're considering art, I can do this. And it's cute. It was just a, a very, it's like a, you know, it's an image uh, that I was not expecting to see. Uh, a private jet lands in Colorado, and everybody's cheers in, and Kyle goes, my husband is here. And Garcelle goes, can we share him? And then Rinna goes, Kyle, this is so cute. In regards to the house, Shree goes, this is literally the Aspen house. This is where the party is. Kyle, they're on a Ouija board. Oh, my God, Ouija boards. Are we going to be able to work out our issues and have a good time on this trip and garcelle then says i was really hurt being called a liar i was emotional about it and i did something about it and that was to unfollow her erica erica we don't have to be friends i love it i love when somebody stands up for themselves you guys this was the real housewives of beverly hills recap for the year of our lord 2022 oh my god this took forever you guys these things are monsters um, I hope you enjoyed some of it or all of it or whatever. I hope you guys have the best flipping weekend ever. Remember, go live your lives, do something cool with it. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. I truly, truly appreciate each and every single one of you. And I'm trying to find this thing I want to show you. Yeah. So Diana, you know, Diana Jenkins, she just posted, where is, did she block me? Let's see. S N. Ooh, wow. This would be great if on air I found out she blocked me. There's no way. S-D-J-N. S-D-J-N. Okay, here we go. Whew. Whew. Thank God. Astra's like, I'm going to kill you, Ryan. Um, she posts this photo, you guys, of herself. And it looks fine. It's like, whatever. It just looks normal. And she goes, life is a long time. And I do play a long game. This is not face of someone that will get pushed around ever. Game on, bitch. 
this is not the face. I mean, this is not even actually your your natural face. So who knows what this is the face of? But I love these comments, Caroline Stanberry Hart, <laughs> and Diana says to her, "I wish you luck on your fertility journey." And then this other girl goes, "Lioness." This other goes, "Idemo." Other girl goes, "Raise the roof." Other like this goes, "Pure authentic class." You just called somebody bitch in a poet. What a class. Have have loved watching you this season. Stunning. Love from Norway. I loved your hair and was channeling the vibes. What? Oh, this guy follows me too. Uh, looking strong, fierce, and gorgeous. You are my favorite. How is Diana going to be your favorite? Like what? Where? Nothing to lose. Oh my God, the best night ever. You are so funny and you look stunning. Are these trolls? Fierce and fire. Never doubt your self-worth. You don't owe anything to anyone. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. (laughs) You are seriously stunning. I've enjoyed you so much this season. Love, love, love it. Your story is such an inspiration and I would hate to be the person on your bad side. You're one courageous woman that doesn't do drama. Class act all the way. We've got your back. And I don't believe any of the rumors about you trafficking your girls through the book room 203. You guys, we did it. We're done. Have a great rest of your week or weekend. Remember, I'll be doing a Saturday episode if you can check out about my new show that I'm doing for iHeartRadio. But thank you guys. Man, this was... This is a long one. I hope there are funny moments. And I always love at the very end of this, I completely doubt everything I've ever done in my life. Like I'm like, I don't, was there even any funny moments in this? Anywho, I enjoyed uh, watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Thank you so much uh, for listening to me. As always, I just really do appreciate it. Thanks for giving me a purpose in my life. I will talk to you very, very soon. Uh, yeah, that's Saturday's show. Find me on Patreon. Hey, baddies. And uh, Monday, I'll be back with the pop culture <laughs> pop culture roundup. My God, you guys, I'm I'm thrashed today. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Betches.